be stopped. It is unconscionable that they kill civilians, hit hospitals and medical infrastructure, viciously suppress protest, target journalists and news organizations, radicalize children into extremism, have the blood of children on their hands, and use brutally violent tactics to obtain their desired outcome. We must take the moral high ground and turn Gaza into a parking lot. We must stand with the Israeli government, which also kills civilians, hits hospitals and medical infrastructure, viciously suppresses protests, targets journalists and news organizations, radicalizes children into extremism, has the blood of children on its hands, and uses brutally violent tactics to obtain their desired outcomes. The point isn't Hamas good, Israel bad, or Israel good, Hamas bad, as so many commentators are making it out to be. It's not that if one side acts inhumanely, it's okay for the other side to act inhumanely. It's that whether it's a terror group, a so-called government, or anyone else, violence against innocent people is wrong. Deeming innocent people evil and condemning them to death simply because they were born within a geographical territory and a violent band of criminals claims to fight on their behalf only further spurs the division that drives the cycle of violence. This cycle is the natural result of a government using perpetual aggression to amass more control, authority, and territory in the false name of safety, freedom, and all Jewish people. The actions of the Israeli government exacerbate the conflict. The violent rise of Hamas is the inevitable outcome of the Israeli government denying people freedom and disrespecting their humanity for decades, as well as the result of Israel supporting the rise of Hamas in a disastrous attempt to retain power. Regardless of the group's origins, the actions of Hamas further exacerbate the conflict. In both cases, individual humans are conflated with the ruling power that claims authority over them. Some people are actually celebrating either what Hamas is doing or what the Israeli government is doing. They're misguided, consumed by trauma, hatred, and fear, and propagandized by those in power. It's simply not true that all Palestinians are wishing death and destruction on all Israelis and Jews, or that all Israelis and Jews are wishing death and destruction on all Palestinians. Claiming otherwise is delusional, tribalistic, and hyper-emotional. This collective demonization of millions of people feeds the violence and empowers those who commit it. Most human beings just want to be free and to live in peace alongside their families and loved ones and communities. The biggest threat to this in Israel and Palestine is not Israelis or Jews or Palestinians. It's the sociopaths with violent authority who manipulate the people and claim to represent them in acts of extreme brutality. But as long as so many people keep feeding into these ruling class divide and conquer narratives and endorsing this painful cycle of violence against the innocent while claiming the moral high ground, they will continue to chase that elusive peace, abandoning their humanity and hatefully wondering why perpetual violence repeatedly fails to stop violence. Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Thursday, October 19th, 2023. Thank you for joining me today. An important follow-up. I was actually planning on covering this yesterday. Uh, Many different things ended up happening, but really I was hoping to get uh, Robert's article out yesterday uh, we ended up getting it out this morning, and it was specifically around the focus of the bomb, the hospital bombing. And it's a really outstanding article that we're going to go over to start today. And it's it's just it's one of those discussions that I think is really important to understand what you know any any government any power structure, as Carrie aptly discussed right there, is capable of the lies, the the manipulations, the in fact the carrying out of violence against your own people to justify actions against or rather carrying out violence against your own people to carry out violent action against other people, or even, again, against your own people. 
And it, this is think of 9-11, think of many different actions we've talked about. So it's important to make sure we go through the evidence in regard to the Al-Ali, I believe it's pronounced, hospital or known more generally as the Baptist hospital and the bombing of it and what the evidence really does show. We went over that the very day it happened. And just based on the evidence that was in front of us, it seemed like an absolute no brainer. Even corporate media like BBC, for example, was saying it's I don't know what a, that why the one video, the guy's kind of like, there's really nothing else it could be but the Israeli strike. And and of course, the evidence was very clear to me now with more fleshed out information. I think it's literally undeniable what actually happened, despite all the breakdowns of I mean, we'll go through it today and show you why I think it's very clear this was an Israeli bombing of this hospital. And I, I say I think, but as far as the evidence shows, I would argue this is a proven fact. But we'll go through it as always. You can decide for yourself. And it's really interesting that we're at a point where we can prove, as I even then, I think we can prove this bombing. But we've already come to a point where it's documented that the the Israeli government, either via negligence or direct bombing, and I think it's actually both, has bombed UN hospitals, UN schools, UN general locations for refugees. I, and they're openly discussing this. Another school of the United Nations was bombed. Six people were killed. We're going to talk about that today. Over a thousand children in Gaza killed. It's not hard to wrap your mind around with the many different statements that they're all the same coming directly from the government and people in the military. And then the indiscriminate bombing that you can see with zero evidence about whether Hamas is in every single location they're targeting, despite the fact that it's been proven that one, they're not using human shields directly from UN information. Also the fact that they have underground tunnels and the argument that they're bombing buildings because they're stationed there and no evidence is ever given, no research or investigation is ever conducted. And you can prove throughout history that this is something that they have lied about, including the hospital point. This is the narrative we've already seen from before where Israel blames it was specifically blames Palestinian Islamic Jihad, just like we're being told today. Then the narrative kind of wobbles and flips. Then they say, well, it might have been them or it might have been Hamas or no. It turns out that it was actually something we were firing and, and it was their fault. And then eventually the story after a month comes back to we did it. It was an accident and it goes away. And yet nobody stands back and goes that entire month of lying about who it was. Turns out it was an accident, sort of like the uh, Shireen Abu Akleh discussion where it was batted around back and forth until it turns out they admit, yes, it was a misfire. It was our fault, but it's their fault because they were present. And nobody stops and goes, okay, even if that's the truth, which I think we can prove it's not in every one of those cases, you still lied about this, or at the very least forced a narrative than you, when you clearly didn't know the reality. And yet people still have a hard time wrapping their mind around whether this one could be another version of that lie. And this is the kind of thing we've seen circulating from the U S perspective in the United States, where people say, whether it's Ukraine or Israel, they lied to you about this one, this one, this one, this one. They just rattle off every historical war we've experienced under you know guise of fighting for your freedom, and we were lied to. We can prove it about every single one of them, but this one they're telling you the truth about. Pretty naive to think about. But I think other than just the hospital, we're going to make a, a, a general points today, a lot of information around what's really going on. And I think the point that I said in the title today other than the UN hospital and the hot and the, um, excuse me, other than the U S citizen child who was killed, who I'm going to, we have verifiable evidence, by the way, not that it's any more important than the other life. The point of that today is to make sure we understand that 
there are U.S. citizens that are being killed and we can prove it. And they only care about one side of this narrative. You haven't heard a single discussion, neither with Shireen, because she was also a U.S. citizen, or with the child that was just killed, or the four to six hundred U.S. citizens that are still trapped in Gaza that nobody talks about. But other than that, my point today is in general, just this whole discussion has truly exposed. And I said, you know, kind of facetiously everyone. I don't think anybody took that title to mean literally everyone on earth was exposed. My point is to argue that this has exposed a huge uh, portion of respected and society media. Like it's really alarming to see how many people lose their objectivity maybe by accident, maybe because they're blinded by a certain part of the story, or simply because they are willing to lie for this for any number of reasons within that conversation. But it's really unnerving. People, like I've said since this started, people I respect, people that I thought were nailing it on COVID are somehow just choosing to ignore this or can't see it, which makes me either question their ability to do that research and how they were able to figure these things out, whether they were just kind of towing lines from everybody else, or just this topic is something they're unable or in or in uh, unwilling to be honest about either way i think it's an important thing to stand back and realize and you you've seen me poke and i'll poke again at somebody like ben shapiro today because it's a really flagrant example he's getting ratioed on his own post from his own audience right now because i think people same thing with like rebel news for example because people get they, they gained a lot of audience from people that weren't necessarily left right or, or however you want to frame different things, they were just, we, COVID is a lie. People are being lied to about the medical apartheid system and the, medic, the medical kidnapping and all sorts of things. And now suddenly, those same people who are reasonably objective are going, wait a minute, how in the hell are you taking this stance right now? You guys either are not objective or you are lying about something or, or you can't see it. And so they're realizing that. I think that's important. On the note of medical kidnapping, by the way, I, I'm going to be releasing my interview that was very, very powerful and emotional and heart-wrenching tomorrow, which is a focus on a child named Autumn who is in, basically our interview is in the hopes that we can stop her from being medically kidnapped because of a lot of different things. That'll be coming out tomorrow in the morning, most, most likely. So make sure you tune in for that. It's a sad story. And I'm going to be following up on this. And my hope is that this is going to be kind of a spotlight discussion where we can make a difference in real time with one person's life who is... <laughs> If, I mean, it's, I, I don't want to, I'm going to wait for the interview tomorrow, but it's a touching story guys. And it's disgusting what's happening to people. This, you know, it, it's only gotten worse post COVID-19 where these hospitals, these nurses, and as I've said many times, they effectively boxed out, fired, pressured away anybody with integrity or that knew that could tell that was able to see through the lies. And now all you're left with are people that are too stupid to see that they're wrong in many ways or don't care for a number of reasons. And it terrifies me. And now we're seeing that where you get these nurses and these doctors that act and blatantly lie because somebody doesn't like what they were saying. Or I mean, I, I could go off forever, but make sure you tune into that tomorrow. So let's start today. Uh, well, in general, I make sure you, I want to give a huge shout out to Carrie Wedler. I played that video to start today. As I said, this is exactly why Carrie is such an important voice in the independent media and of course, as you know, next week, she's going to be joining the last American Vagabond. And I'm very honored to have her be part of the team because always from the moment I started doing this, she's been somebody that stood out to me, somebody I respect, objective, nonpartisan. She sees it, man. And she is not swayed by all the nonsense of either side, as you can clearly see. It's important. I'm looking to change some things, guys. I need your help to do so. So let's start with something interesting that is an overlap. 
Here is a Ukrainian TV channel explaining why Israeli kids deserve to live, but Palestinians don't. Isn't that interesting? Now, let's not forget the obvious overlap with the Israeli Zionist government in what's going on in Ukraine. The funding coming directly from their government, even to the the outrage of numerous human rights groups in Israel going, why are you funding neo-Nazis in Ukraine? I'm going to grab it real quick. I always, I never think about these things beforehand. <laughs> I remember I always bring up these same ones and I don't have them offhand, but rights groups demand Israel stop arming neo-Nazis in Ukraine. Just so we understand that this is 2018, literally the Azov movement, the same group, the ADL and everybody else uh, right there, Azov, Azov movement. Basically today act like there's no problem. But at the point, as you know, and everybody else, including the corporate media, before it all started, they were all screaming Nazis everywhere. Now, what are you talking about? You're crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. But just so we understand that, it's very interesting to see. And let's not forget that Kolomoisky, who was part of the World Jewish Congress, who was the chief financier of the Azov movement, as well as Zelensky's entire campaign and owner of the One Plus One news station, which is where basically Zelensky's predominant portion of his cabinet all came from. Isn't that what you normally do? You bring all the TV guys and all the, the people that can make a fake version of something be part of your political cabinet for an entire country? <laughs> you know, maybe if you want to lie about a lot of stuff, which is what's happening. But ultimately, the point is you can see these these tendrils coming from the Zionist entities that are controlling things like this. Same thing from the U.S. government. You can see their fingers all over what's going on in Ukraine. The point is that it's interesting to see this kind of a statement. And this, there's, it's subtitled, so I'll read it to you. Basically saying, I'll tell you how Israeli children are different from Palestinian children. You know, and I should say, by the way, obviously, just because this is on Ukrainian TV does not therefore mean everybody in Ukraine thinks the same way or all the government thinks the same way. But the point is, we do know very clearly, based on what's happened thus far, that it's explicit that they do not care for the children of Russia or literally, literally anybody Russia. Or maybe if you just simply say anything that's like mediocre pro-Russia, you're going to get strapped to a pole. And you know how it goes. We've already shown you all the horrific things that are happening that they try to blame on. I mean, you know, you know how it goes. The point is, you can see that this is something that makes sense in the context of one life matters more than the other, as long as they're on the other side. The same thing your government's doing right now, by the way, acting like they're the rules-based international order and they care about human life and they really, really, really don't. But it says when an Israeli child is growing up and it's not just about love and prosperity and so on. It says this child does not come to school where they begin to teach him to kill. And at the age of 16, his own mother gives him a weapon and says, go kill a Jew. Guys, this is ridiculously stupidly false. I mean, the, so what are they, they're literally saying anybody in Palestine is just, I mean, that's, it's just racist, bottom line, bigotry, nonsense. Now, are we going to pretend that there's not some level of somebody? I mean, you could always say that. It's all objectively, sure, that probably has happened at some point, but it's just not true. Because this is straight up Israeli propaganda, Zionist propaganda right now, which I can see, seems to seem, the seems to appears to be that most Israelis or even, well, I shouldn't say that a lot of Israelis are speaking up right now. And I'm going to get to that point towards the end of the show. People are being arrested, detained. People are losing their jobs in Israel because they're simply going, maybe we don't kill everybody in Gaza. Oh, go to jail because <laughs> we're a democracy, right? I mean, that's my point about exposing everything. We are, this thing has been cracked open because of what they've done. And as I've said a thousand times, and as well as the people that are being arrested, nobody's pretending like what happened to Israelis was not okay, was okay or not part of the conversation. We are outraged by the attacks on civilians anywhere. But if you can somehow pretend like this, not, this onslaught, a genocide, 
of j over just a thousand children alone, not even talking about the tens of thousands of civilians we're talking about, just over a thousand children, excuse me, over a thousand of just children in Gaza. Think about how disgusting that is. Now what, over 600 something women. I mean, the point is just those women and children outnumber the amount of people they claim were killed from the original incursion. So that's it just shows you how lopsided this has become. And yet, if you simply go, yes, it was terrible, it was a genocide, it was a crime, what happened to Israelis? But let's not do the same thing over here. Oh, you're arrested. You're a racist. You're anti-Semite. Nobody's stupid enough to fall for that. Either you are corrupt, or you, or, or I should say, some people, most people are not too stupid or stupid enough to fall for that. You're either corrupt, or you just can't piece that together. Most people are going, well, that's just dumb. Like, even people that have a side are like, come on, like, that's obviously ridiculous. You are carpet bombing an entire community, ethnicity, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's just like you're wiping that. And it seems that's the case now that we see 50 plus family generations just wiped off the map. Anyway, the point is, as I just ranted for 30 minutes, the point is they're telling you a lie here. That's saying that anybody in Palestine raises their children to kill Jews. And that is what you're getting from people that are showing themselves to be clownish cartoons of the highest order today. People like Ben Shapiro, people that are coming out and just screaming things they can't prove. And oh, yeah, but you're a journalist, though, right? You're just saying emotional. Are you a journalist or are you a PR person for Israel? I think people are getting the point. Here's what it goes on to say. I mean, that's the difference. Both an Israeli mother and a Palestinian mother, and now I understand I'm saying she's generally close to Nazis. Not about Nazis. All right. So it's just not the same thing. <laughs> right? Because we're better, they're uh, yeah, typical, right? The people on the side that they it's always the side that tells themselves they're not the bad guy, right? Now the spectator index points out Axios reports that the US will send tens of thousands of artillery shells to the IDF. That were, of course, originally going to go to Ukraine. Isn't it funny how we just like dropped that like a bad habit? Who cares about Ukraine now? We're focused on the next story. It's just sad how many people go along with this and just make up an excuse about why that all makes sense. It's the biggest thing for the entire world. If we stop now, Russia's going to take over everything. Every oh, show you to Israel. Look over there. Well, just, who cares about the people they were just telling us are going to take over the world if we don't stop them? Because now we're talking about this bad guy ISIS group that's bigger and strong, but it's not, though. But let's just pretend like this. I mean, think about how stupid that is. Now, all of a sudden, you got Trump telling us that Hamas is going to come in from the southern border. You got Blinken and everybody else around the world. Oh, they're going to lone shooters are going to act like Hamas. I mean, it, it, they took over the conversation on a dime. I mean, we must realize how ridiculous that is. At the very least, they can both be equally important at the same time, but not when we're being lied to, not when it's a propaganda game. Either way, the point is, now it's going from Ukraine to, it's going to Israel. We're taking it from it, Ukraine, who, when this, the moment this whole thing started, Ukraine was on the precipice, right? They're running out of ammo. We don't have enough. They were, Zelensky was asking for more money, and now suddenly we're taking weapons from them to give to Israel. <laughs> Yeah, but it's all good, though. Just stop paying attention over there. It's like North Korea or Venezuela. Whatever story at the moment was the biggest thing in our democracy, suddenly telling you to look another direction. Just shut up and take the, take the story. The point, tens of thousands of shells. So now the U.S. government, even though we knew they were specifically and explicitly involved with what's going on, they're now literally sending weapons as the world is seeing that they are committing genocide. 
So you're you're invested, man. That's that's why I think Biden, especially, and the rest of them are pretty meek about this right now, trying to kind of waffle back and forth about things, waiting seven or eight days to go. Oh, yeah. Palestinians matter, too, though. Let's care about that. After seven days of indiscriminate bombing. It's too late, guys. You're culpable. You are complicit. Now, what's interesting is as they're sending those shells, here's just one of them. I've shown you probably 15 different statements from literally the president of, the, of Israel who says there's no innocent people in Gaza. Or, I mean, it's just not hard to see many different statements directly from government telling you that there was there is nobody innocent. All Palestinians are terrorists. And yet we're supposed to pretend like they're only targeting Hamas. Here is one more just to make the point. The foreign minister now from the Lukid, uh, L- the Likud party says at the end of this war. Not only will Hamas no longer be in Gaza, the territory of Gaza will be also decreased. So there is no way to decrease the size of Gaza without getting rid of people in Gaza, as well as the fact that getting decreasing the size is not allowed. But neither are the illegal settlements and every, you know, they're, they're all violations of UN resolutions and supposed international law. But nobody cares because it's literally happening right now. And it's been happening nonstop for 75 years. The point is, here's some more weapons while you continue to break the law. That's the point. Here. Dan Cohen points out an Israeli lawmaker, Moshe Feiglin, calls for genocide on national TV. Not surprising, right? This is the point. They're openly stating this, even though it seems pretty clear that the world is right now people that you would not expect going, whoa, either they hadn't seen it before or they're finally going, this has crossed the line. But now people are speaking up. And just so it's very clear, it shouldn't need to be. We're talking about the Israeli government, specifically the Zionist controlled government. Nothing else in this context. We're talking about the government who wants to kill Palestinians. Destroy, annihilate, kill. Subtitles again, I'll read it to you. It says, do not kill them is to be cruel to our children. They need to know that when such a horrifying thing happens, the rules break. The Jews also know how to kill indiscriminately. Anything less what I just said. So just just to be clear, by the way, even if you think, first of all, that there was indiscriminate killing the other side, which is debatable at this point, and I they mean that the evidence has not backed up the bigger story that was sold does not mean innocent people were not killed. But the point is, he just said that we can do so we can kill indiscriminately. Okay, so even if you think it happened first to just say you're going to do it back is also a crime. You don't just get to say it's eye for an eye. That's not the law. Okay, rules-based international order, the the international law does not mean because you were attacked, you can then go murder civilians back. That's not how that works. But the point is, that's what they've been doing, whether that happened in the first place or not. And again, don't forget, we already went over the very iffy and, and suspicious overview of the whole thing, where there's a lot of people in Israel that feel that this was either allowed to happen or that they were literally involved with taking care of or taking or carrying it out. Now, that's I, I, I think that there's evidence to that. But the point is, the fact that there are Israelis and a seemingly a growing proportion of people in that country who think that that's not something we should dismiss. Now, I, I think uh, I, I don't think I included that. Actually, let me grab it real quick. The last show that I just did. I'll, I'll keep going. I'll grab that for you. The point is, we just went over that the false flag possibility and the information. I also had the interview with James Corbett, but I just feel like the audio was so terrible, which was not James's fault. That was just some weird thing. And I, I just don't think that's the best example for you to listen to. But if you're willing to tough it out, James makes some excellent points, as he always does. Here was the last one Israeli false flag possibility. And then on the day this happened, we covered the Back Baptist Hospital massacre. And Israel, and then again, my same kind of point. Israel has already lost the information war. 
either they don't realize it or they're just so invested it doesn't matter. But people see what's going on. So going forward, this guy says, invites the next attack and it will come. The indiscriminate killing. Go and kill them. Annihilate them. Don't listen to any other command. You are sent in. Kill everything that moves. Right? There's no misunderstanding that. That's not Hamas is only moving. Kill everything that moves. That's Palestinians. Annihilate them. This is the general sentiment coming from a lot of people there. Now, the people that are, I, I would argue, are just completely taken by the Zionist government's direction. Sort of like you can argue plenty of people in the United States are completely taken by the mindless killing of our government. Same point. The point is there's a lot of people in Israel that also care about life other, way, other places, even if they're very, very pro-Israel in the conversation here. They still care that civilians are being killed in Gaza. They want Hamas to be taken out. The point is that there's a lot of people, the innocent people of any side that are being played by their governments, but there are people like this. These are the pundits that you see on the Fox and CNN that are saying, or like Lindsey Graham saying, murder them all, level the whole place. That's the same point, guys. They exist everywhere. Kill, annihilate, destroy. Nothing less than that. Dear Israeli soldier, nothing less than that. So let's not pretend like this is not the most obvious thing you've seen. Now, Robert has broken some really good, broken down the misinformation thus far. He went over the beheaded Israeli babies, the claims of raped women, and other disinformation to justify the Gaza massacre. Now, no way does this mean that people were not harmed or that the point is, and this is the point we make clear in this. This is not to say that there's not, that it won't turn out that there was some, like, for instance, the woman that I've still yet to find out who she was, what happened, neither from the Israeli government or anybody else. The woman that was taken into that car who had blood on her pants. Just because that we see an image like that does not mean we know what happened. Yes, as I said when I saw the video too, it appears that she was abused. But until we find out what happened, I mean, look, just to throw out the possibility, as I said then, is it not possible that she sat in blood and that the people that were taking her were rescuing her from something? I don't think that's what happened. My point is to assume we know based on a five-second clip of somebody being put into a car and taken away is not being a journalist. That's being a propagandist. That's being a person fighting for a side, a narrative. Of course, that bothers people who want to act like we're denying things. But I do the same thing on any conversation, as you well know. So the point is, I don't think we've proven that yet. So that's his argument here, is that we just is breaking it down. And I want to give a huge shout out today to, to Robert again, especially as we get into, like, compare it to what you see coming from Ben Shapiro. Robert has family that was killed in Gaza. Let me say that again for those who don't hear, didn't hear that before. Robert's family, his wife's family, were killed in Gaza. They're civilians. Now, think about being in that position and being able to write an objective article. Now, plenty of people would argue it's not, but it is, though. If you're not taking a side in all this, you can read this and see that it's very objective. Think how hard that must be. He wrote this, which was part two. Pro-Israel propaganda continues to justify mass murder. Here's the truth. And he goes over a whole bunch of different things. The one, this was about the claim that Gaza didn't, that actually had water. It was all a big lie. I mean, you can prove these things. Coming not just from people on the ground, but from the groups that they point at in other circumstances, like the United Nations or human rights groups. Civilian deaths are the fault of Hamas. Why didn't they build bomb shelters? All this stuff is ridiculously easy to debunk. The fact that, first of all, it's an open-air prison, and second of all, they don't even have the resources to do it. Why? Well, because it's an open-air prison, and Israel controls every resource to the T. doesn't even let them have enough concrete to make the things they might need, or any other resource for that matter easily proven but the average person doesn't know this stuff so they get swayed by well put together misinformation which is weird exactly like they pretend we're doing exactly the opposite of what's happening the idea of oh and then he makes there was a really good point he made in this in, in regard to the uh digging up the water pipes 
One of the arguments they keep, oh, look, they dig up the water pipe. That's why they don't have water. It's a, it's a complete lie, first of all. But second of all, the water they do get is controlled from outside by Israel as, as evidenced by the fact they cut it off. So the fact that it's 97% undrinkable is not because the pipes aren't there. It's because that's what Israel makes the reality by taking it from the source that is untreated from the ocean or from the sea. And the point is that settlements, as he argues in this article, or makes clear in this article, that are literally neighbored alongside certain places, like, for instance, even the West Bank, have unfettered access to completely clean water. Yet the groups right next to them do not. How do you explain that? They're not doing anything different. And I'm talking about the West Bank in this case. They're literally taking water from under the West Bank, and the majority population of Palestinians have access to 17% of the water. It's actually right there. And the minority population of illegal settlers get completely unfettered access to completely drinkable water. That is ridiculously obvious. That is racism. That is apartheid is what it is. My point is, what he proves, and you can prove this yourself from, again, from sources like the U.N., that Hamas, what they in fact did, the video and the image they're showing, which is from Al Jazeera, was they dug up water pipes from the left settlements, the illegal settlements that they, they left for whatever reason. They dug up their water pipes and, again, proves that Israel goes that far to help the settlements right next to them. Obviously, which we know why. The point is, that's what they showed. And the point on top of that, I mean, the same point going back around is even if they didn't, the point is the water is is undrinkable anyway, most of the time, because they use the same source that they then dump their sewage into. I'm talking about Israel, not not Gaza. Open air prison, guys. Important to understand. Read this if you want the real breakdown. Robert's doing an excellent job. And on that same note, by the way, just since he wrote it today, a profile of, a misinform of, of misinformation expert Brandy Zadrozny. This was an article from Derek Bros. Interestingly, just pointing out, and this is why I think it's relevant today specifically, the concept of what a misinformation expert is. As we're watching all of this provable fake information fly around, they don't give an anything. They don't care. They let it fly and don't even poke at it, right? But you get people like this whose entire job, by the way, we should laugh about a misinformation expert. In a way, you're basically calling her an expert at, at misinforming people, which is probably what it really means. But the point is she interviews Derek about his Hamblin, the, the, the Utah uh, ritual abuse investigation, which, by the way, if you up here, if you haven't noticed, you can see all the people on the team and each one has ind individual investigations. One of the one we're talking about right now is the Utah ritualized sexual abuse investigation, which was literally started by the Utah County Sheriff's Office. And it's completely it, people were arrested already and it, nobody cares, apparently. But the point is that she, you know, with the guise of kind of like, let's talk about it was really about making him look like he was a conspiracy theorist. The point of this article, read it. It's a good article. And he recorded the entire conversation here, even though they put out a selectively edited version, which is what they always do, edited version is that he makes the point that her overall real, when you break it all down at the end of the conversation, what she says, I, I thought there was a quote, I think it's right here. But anyway, the point was what she basically says is that, well, she doesn't publish anything unless it's been verified by somebody, by authority. And he pokes into that. And, and the overall point, and she reiterates, the overall point is, well, the point he makes is, for instance, the, the Seymour Hirsch famous article of My Lie or these different conversations. Her argument was that they never should have published those unless the, and let's just take like, for instance, the Nord Stream Pipeline, Seymour Hersh, right? Is that, well, and, unless the U.S. government confirmed that it was real, then they shouldn't have published that. All that means is people like this are controllers for the ruling class, for the predator class, whether they know it or not. Or how about we wait for the CDC to confirm that shots cause myocarditis, right, guys? How long will that take? 
Well, she'd call you a misinformation if you said it without the CDC confirming it, even though we can confirm it with the very peer-reviewed science they claim that they need to look for. Sad, isn't it? These, that's what these people do. It's a joke. I mean, they literally, this hopefully as we go forward, people will look back on this era of the misinformation expert and laugh because these people are a joke. And I, I, don't, I don't even think they know it, which is embarrassing. Either way, that's what we're living through right now. They don't care about any of this stuff because why? They're waiting for it all to fall away. By that point, it's over. It's too late. They already got the information. They already got what they wanted from it. Now, we're going to go into Robert's article from today. The Israeli massacre at Al-Ali Hospital in Gaza. Fact versus fiction. Now, this is important because I think that this is something that you can prove. And right now, it's destroying the converse. I mean, not, first of all, whether or not, even if you think that their argument that Hamas, oh, excuse me, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, because they changed their narrative halfway through, they really did. They edited their tweet. I'll show you that. If you, let's just say you think that's the case. We need to explain why people, you know, Mossad slash intelligence assets for Israel lied about it first online, which we can prove and then we're deleted it and went another direction. So even if you believe it, even if it's the truth, we have to understand that they're so willing to lie about the narrative that they lied first without even knowing what was going on. So let's read through this. To begin with, this is Robert writing, the Israeli military had directly threatened 22 hospitals inside the Gaza Strip in the days leading up to the attack on the Al-Ali Hospital in, in what the World Health Organization had branded a death sentence. Now, the point is, we have evidence of this already. Dr. Ahmad Malik posted this, but this comes directly from the people on the ground. And I believe even the UN was making the same point. I mean, this is going across the board right now. Even corporate media has now followed up on this. None of that should mean that we believe it because they said so. That's never, of course, that's not what I mean. The point is that these are the same groups that in, in recent history were the people they would throw in our face. And we should question everything, everybody. That doesn't stop just because they're saying things we like. We question them all. The point, though, is that it's interesting how now they're ignoring the U.N., human rights groups, everybody, even the corporate media. The point was they've reached out to these hospitals and said, we're going to bomb you if you don't get out of the way. Not because Hamas is there. And that means they knew that there was the hospital staff, children, people on ventilators, elderly, disabled, all of that. Hundreds of thousands of people in these hospitals, in most cases because they are sheltering. And they didn't care. That's a very important point. And the World Health Organization itself branded that action a death sentence. It says calls were received from the hospitals warning them to evacuate or uh, uh, evacuate or face the consequences as Israel informed them that they intended to strike them as legitimate targets. There's been no intelligence information presented to suggest that any military presence exists at the hospitals, nor is it feasible for the hospitals to evacuate. Not least of which is because there are wounded patients inside who cannot be abandoned, along with families who have decided to take shelter at the hospitals after their homes no longer remain safe or were destroyed due to Israeli bombings. Because there must have been Hamas inside those homes, right? Well, that's what Israel will say, and Biden and the rest will nod along, not say a word, because they're cowards. Guess what, though? Trump would do the same damn thing, and you know it. In an interview on CNN, an Israeli soldier, and by the way, you can watch this for yourself. This is just the hospital, the doctors themselves saying, we were warned, we were threatened, we can't leave, and they bombed us anyway. In an interview on CNN, an Israeli soldier, as we showed you before, Betzal uh, Talja, uh, clearly states, this is not just a war with Hamas 
The war is with all civilians. Now, he even starts the interview by saying, look, I tried to I tried to correct you in the beginning of the interview and you wouldn't listen. Like, it's just so ridiculous how clear this is. Now, the, this clip is very short. But if you listen to the full clip, which I included in my show, it doesn't change the context. He goes on to simply say it's because they hate us all. So it's not just it's everybody. Just because people hate you doesn't mean you can just murder civilians. Right. It's, it's, I've even seen people make the argument beneath them. It's like, oh, well, they hate them. It's just. It's, it's almost like this whole Israel conversation has not only exposed that none of these people really care about human rights or international law, but that now going forward, that's out of the bag. Like the toothpaste is out of the bottle, right? That's not, we're going to go forward now where people are going to point at stuff like this and take their own actions. By the way, and here was Ezra Yachin, who is from the Lehigh Party. Uh, the, the, you know, the, or, the origins going back to the beginnings of Israel, who was an Opus Zionist terrorist group. Very clearly, on the record, they called their own members terrorists. Israel then took action against them, but ultimately then brought them inside the government, just like with the Azov movement in, in Ukraine, pretending like it went away, and now gives Lehigh pins as some kind of recognition, even though it's, our, it's provable that these groups were violent terrorists that carried out attacks against the British, attacks against uh, Palestinians. It was catastrophic. They were founded by terrorism, guys. That's the point. And you listen to him in this conversation. He says, kill every Palestinian, no matter what, erase them from memory. But we're and giving the speech to a bunch of Israeli soldiers on the record. <sighs> now, he says, although Israel has been pressured to accept allowing limited aid from the Egyptian border side, has repeatedly prevented that. Bombed the crossing up to four times now, as even Egypt has attested to. And they bombed it after announcing on two separate days that the aid convoys would be allowed to cross. Bombed them as people went to the crossings, bombed hospital uh, personnel and ambulances. They went to rescue them. Every one of these things has been even reported by corporate media, backed up by human rights groups. Amnesty International accused openly Israel of bombing these locations and bombing civilians. Doesn't matter. Here is CNN, by the way, making it clear. As they openly ask. So this is really uh, you're just they're starving Palestinians into submission, basically. And the guy goes, well, it's a war. Oh, so now war crimes are just blasé, right? We just go, oh, well, you know, it's just a war. Well, would you say that if Iran was starving its own people? Would you say that if Venezuela was starving? The point is, you guys starve people in these countries, as the U.S. government I'm speaking about. And then all of a sudden, you blame them for doing it. In this case, you literally prove that they are starving people. And you guys go, well, it's a war. So be it. You're ridiculous. Like, this is, you guys should be worrying. I mean, that's clown shoe ridiculous, guys. That's as dumb as it gets. These are people that 30 seconds later are going to accuse Russia of doing the same thing and call it a war crime. Between October 7th and October 18th, this part's important, the WHO confirmed 136 Israeli attacks on healthcare, of which 74 impacted transport, ambulances, directly from the, w, from the WHO. And I, I have the... Uh, information oh here i think i'll just open it from the article where was it shoot oh here i've opened i one second i want to make sure you guys can see the link you have to put in the info every time but use this link it's important where was it why did they go all the way to the bottom here we go oh, it's right there so in this link, you can break this down by date and, and, and specificity on this location. But this is direct. I just want to show you it's directly from the WHO surveillance system for attacks on healthcare. 
Robert showed me this. It's specific. Now, right, what you're looking at now is just like a broad overview doesn't, with no specifics. The time goes all back to the first. But including that in the links, the point is the WHO is openly stating that they have targeted 136 attacks on healthcare, 74 transport ambulances, 98 medical personnel, not Hamas, medical personnel. All of this is war, all these are war crimes. 63 impacted patients in just the focus on these locations. 41 healthcare facilities were attacked. So we're going to quibble about the fact that they've targeted a hospital? Come on, guys. The evidence is blatant. When, I mean, are we pretending that every single one of these were attacked by Hamas? The United Nations is telling us. Amnesty International are telling us these are Israeli strikes. We also know Israel's op- bombing the, the crossing as they're telling people to go, threatening to bomb aid if it comes in from Egypt. All of this has been publicly exposed, or rather not even exposed, stated publicly. When commentators like Ben Shapiro, he writes, claim that Hamas is making all these claims, which continues to show you he's exposing his true lack of integrity, guys. I mean, it's just, it's blatant. He is shilling for literally by the definition of the word for Israel at this point. When he make, he claims that all of this is coming from Hamas, it is important to understand that the above figures are not from the Gaza Health Ministry. They're independently verified. Also, when we hear that Hamas claims or Palestinians say, we're not told which Palestinians or what that mean or, or what that means by Hamas. Right? The point is that this could be any number of people from Palestine, but suddenly now anybody saying it from Palestine is now compromised. Well, by that definition, then anything any Israeli says we shouldn't listen to. Well, that doesn't make sense. You're a racist. Well, that's our point. You're being ridiculous. You're being a bigot when you say that. Hamas is the governing force inside the Gaza Strip. Well, now, Robert makes this statement because that's generally the truth. But he, he and I have had the conversations about the, the nuance to that. I'm going to play a clip for Abby Martin coming up here in a minute where she makes the point that I've been making. On the record, yes, that is the case. But the point is, it has not. we've not seen an election since 2006. There's been discussions going back since then between, like we, the point I keep making, between Fatah and, and, the, uh, and, God, and, and Hamas. And then we're talking about the Palestinian Authority. And then, of course, the Doha agreements, which were supposed to kind of figure this out, basically stalled. And now we've been left in a position where it's up in the air. So I don't know how anybody can argue that as, not a, no election since 2006 means anybody's in charge, other than the the ruling faction over the entire area, which is Israel and the Palestinian Authority, which is effectively their asset in the area, as pretty much every Palestinian will tell you. And Robert has made very clear with his work, breaking that down, proving that. But and also, let's not forget that we can prove that Israel and the United States provably created Hamas and have been funding them. Even their own people are speaking up. The Times of Israel just wrote about this and saying, look, Netanyahu, you propped up Netanyahu propped up Hamas, and now it's come back to bite you. I mean, it's public information. So now that we see that, we have to also then ask, well, is if you're going to pretend that this is all Hamas, then is it not possible that they're at least cult- responsible for that, whether by negligence or because they're making this happen? No, fake news. Well, I don't know why. If it's something that's very like, or that could be possible, to put it that way, I would think it's likely. Hamas is the governing force in Gaza Strip, which means that they control the health ministry. However, the head of the health ministry is a fully qualified is fully qualified to assume his position and is not an armed combatant. Nor are the journalists and uh, and eyewitnesses who all testify to witnessing an Israeli airstrike on the hospital. Right? You just whitewashed all. Just well, they're all Hamas. They're all that's it. They don't. They're not proving that. This is an easy statement to wipe away any possible action. Now, again, my point is that with, if we're really quibbling about the fact that that happened, how are we going to ignore the fact that the United Nations Palestinian refugee 
Hospitals, schools, locations in the area are all being bombed. I keep pointing this out. It's kind of staggering to me that there's not more people talking about this. Now, this one was from the 15th. They're telling you we have warning 14 different UN colleagues that have been killed. They have 400,000 at that time people inside the schools and buildings, pregnant women, children, as they're telling you right there. This is a total disgrace, they say, being deprived of their basic human dignity. That, by the way, has gone up a lot. I'll talk about that in a second, including the death of a U.S. child, American citizen child. From the public statements of Israeli officials to their own actions on the ground, it's very clear that civilians are a valid target for Israel. Guys, we shouldn't be disputing this, especially since they've stated this on the record many times in the past. As a sample of Israel's track record, here is the UN Human Rights Report that accuses Israel of directly targeting and killing medical workers in Gaza during the nonviolent protests in 2018. I've got both of these ready for you if you want to look into these. Very clear. One from the United Nations and the other other from... uh, well, I forget what the OCHA stands for again. It's, all, it's also the WHO, but it's I forget what the... Remind me what that stands for, the OCHA. Either way, the point is... UN document, report of the Independent Commission of Inquiry established pursuant to Human Rights Council. All of these find the Israel Israeli government committed war crimes. I don't even know why we need to prove this anymore. It's Or ever, for that matter. It's very clearly documented. Then it goes on to say, and here is a UN inquiry into the war crimes... Oh, wait, was that, maybe that was, it wasn't WHO. I thought that's what it was. Oh, I think I just have, oh, that's what I was doing. I was thinking of this one. In any case, they're all international entities that are telling you what they've documented of Israel's crimes. UN, WHO, and it says, and here, in the, oh, the, and the UN inquiry into the war crimes committed by Israel in 2014. So two different timeframes. And, and 2014 is one of the most obvious, where credible evidence is presented of Israel, Israel bombing hospitals in the area. There are many more reports from the 2012 attack, the 2021 attack, the 2022 attack, the 2008-2009 attack, and other assaults on Gaza, all of which have evidence you can prove, which also documented attacks on civilian infrastructure like hospitals, schools, UN facilities, and the list goes on. But the two reports above are perhaps some of the most striking. So I'll include, and they're also linked in this article. On the question of, would Israel do this to Gaza? Well, the answer is clearly yes. I mean, it's not even debatable. And his point next is, well, Israel didn't do it, they would claim, because they are old. They presented evidence. This is one of the things that we've seen circulating. No, look, question everything. Look through the evidence we have here. Look at what they're saying, and you come to your own conclusions. I think it's very clear, personally. When the strike first occurred, an Israeli propagandist that was employed as part of his, his uh, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's personal digital team, his name is Hanania Naftali, he released a claim, which most of you have likely seen, that a, quote, terrorist base inside a hospital was struck and that terrorists were killed, which is, of course, look, look, let's put it this way. Had that been the narrative that stood right now, you'd have Ben Shapiro telling you that's because it was a Hamas. They were human shields and Hamas was in there. Uh, you doubt that? I mean, that's what they're all doing. Do you think they know that? Do you think do you think Ben is flying back and forth from Gaza? He's getting the talking points and repeating them. The point is that's happened many times, and they've already been wrong about many, like the forty beheaded baby story, which everybody around the world has walked back, apparently other than him and Israel. The point, though, is that this guy comes up and says that very clearly. Here's the tweet, by the way. It's, and then the point is that then his secondary tweet gets fact-checked by Twitter and has a link to the original tweet. 
So it's not up for debate. He literally said this. Israel Air Force struck a Hamas terrorist base inside the hospital. Number of terrorists are dead. It's heartbreaking that Hamas is launching rockets from hospitals, mosques, and schools. Then deletes that and then says, well, a mysterious explosion in Gaza. Hamas blames Israel for this. I believe it's either failed rocket. Really? So all it really shows you, even if you think their narrative is true, is that they are actively lying, as any government is in the middle of war. That's not up for debate. They all try to control your perception. All we're trying to point out here is that they are doing the same. So we shouldn't just blindly take what Israel says, especially as the evidence is overwhelming that they're responsible. He says, Naftali, knowing the site was a hospital and attempting to justify the Israeli military having struck it, worked to claim that it was a military base before deleting his tweet when the true nature of the carnage emerged. If someone in his position claims with confidence that a militant base was struck in a hospital, it either has to be put down to him being a pathological liar that makes up claims on the spot or that he was fed a narrative that clearly backfired. Naftali, after deleting his tweet, published the other ones we showed you that claims it was mysterious and probably a misfired rocket, which is always the claim they try to use. Or it was done by Hamas purposely. Interestingly enough, this was then fact-checked as we showed you. Now, I'll, I might as well play this right now, actually. Since uh, it seems like the good time to play this. Here, here is a tweet. Uh, here is Naftali. Here, I'll show you the actual tweet from... Uh, where was it? Oh, really? Was it this far up? I don't know why I put it all the way up here. Yeah, here it is. Jackson Hinkle. Showing you. Israel digital spokesperson admitted that Israel, the same thing we're telling you, same tweet, that they did this, and it was because they were terrorists. But here is him speaking on the 14th of October about how he's been called up. And this, I believe this was, oh, this was just, uh, wait a minute, hold on. That's interesting. I thought this was earlier, actually. But so as I understand it, I believe that this guy is an intelligence, first of all. But it looks like, so after, so this was before the hospital bombing, but after this had happened. So after the seventh, after the starting of this, this, uh, I'm just, I, it's funny. I don't like to use the word they always use because it feels minimizing the, the, the skirmishes or whatever they call it. But since the ongoing genocide in Gaza, let's put it that way. But here's what he said on the 14th saying he's been called up to work in intelligence in specifically the digital elm, like doing what he's doing here, lying about what's going on. I've been called up from the front line to a different front the digital warfare. The Prime Minister has called me to join this task force here behind me that is fighting, fighting around the clock to fight and defend Israel in the media. There is a war between good and evil. And Israel's battle is your battle as well. Because there is a lot of misinformation, a lot of hate, blind hate, anti-Semitism. And yeah, right. See, only means by is anti-Semitism. The hate is okay as long as it's directed at the one we don't like, which would be Palestinians, right? We hate them all you want. It's, it's just, it's, it's interesting. Guys, we all have to fight it together. So I call you to stand on the right side of history. Take a stand, a bold stand for Israel. And together, we are going to win this war. Probably not. But the point is, ultimately, good versus evil, right? It's all, that, this is straight out of George Bush and the rest of them, which is where this comes from, ultimately. The same kind of playbook. Because it's either if it's good and evil, well, then there has to be one side. There's not you can't say both sides have citizens, civilians. That's the whole point. You dehumanize the other side. That's always how this is played. Now, it's, he goes on to write Israeli propagandists online also spread the idea that a weapons depot belonging to one of the armed groups in Gaza had exploded. But of course, this was not followed up with any official Israeli accounts having alleged this to be the case. So it just kind of fell away. 
But my point, though, is there's all these bot accounts out there or people that want to lie for their narrative. They're just making stuff up because that's the side they're fighting for. Now, it says Israel's official page on the Twitter uh, on Twitter then released a clip from. Now, by the way, I should point out that Robert always writes X in his articles and I make it Twitter because I'm just so it's if it's still Twitter.com, we still call them tweets. I'm just not going to call it X yet. It seems stupid. My personal opinion. But anyway. Israel's official page on Twitter then released a clip from Al Jazeera Arabic's live stream where there appears to be a munition that explodes in midair. The only problem with this is that this footage clearly doesn't show any munition hitting anything. And the time noted on the broadcast is 1859, whereas some reports indicate the attack happened at 1915. While the Guardian and other media claim it happened at around 1930. Either way, that doesn't line up. However, this is not necessarily conclusive evidence that the Al Jazeera video showed that should, you know, basically showed nothing or was even from the wrong time. But the video itself, which the idea IDF is still using as evidence of its case, actually contradicts the narrative of the misfired rocket falling in the manner they present in their own map and photos. This would lead us to believe that either the video from Al Jazeera has nothing to do with it or that the visual depictions released by the IDF are in fact wrong. Now, I'll give you some images after this to show you what we're talking about. But there's a lot of this, including like we showed you deleted tweets, giving you old images or old videos or in fact wrong timestamps or things that you can prove don't even line up logistically. I've got some breakdowns that I'll show you one from Channel 4 the references that are kind of like truncated versions of it, but I'll show you in a second. Now, it says Israel's official Twitter account also posted three videos that they claimed showed the attack. Two of them showed no explosion at all, so that's not true. And a third was proven to have been from August of 2022. As I understand it, they already deleted these tweets. It's just that stupid right now, guys. And I think they know that this is... So that's why it's getting so over the top, because they're losing. And that, that doesn't have to mean right or wrong or we don't care about one side. It just means that the Zionist government is clearly waging a massive information warfare campaign and they're not winning with it. But here is the image, the, uh, the video uh, with this one, too. Where were we here? Right here. Jackson Inkle also posted this. IDF affiliated accounts are sharing this video as proof that Hamas bombed the, the, the Baptist hospital. Right. It's all over the place. But obviously that doesn't work. It's just that stupid right now, guys. And you've seen it. That's this video we keep seeing. That's one he's talking about. And yet they just go forward with it. Now, interestingly enough, there's a point here. I'll, let me read this paragraph and I'll make this point about the t- August 2022. Now, he says also another thing uh, that should be noted is that the attack from the day later, a day later, filmed next to the Quds Hospital in Gaza City, shares very similar traits prior to the Israeli strike on the Al Ali Hospital. The Israeli military is also making another claim that the massacre using photos, which they say show no bodies anywhere near where the missile hit. Now, this is the point. They keep showing these things going, look, there's no way 500 people died. Well, the point is that there's a lot more than the, the way they're framing that shot shows you, including the people that were around that were remember that at the time this there were people all over the place people coming in there were people sheltering there and they still the point is we're going to get into what we think happened in regard to the way the bomb actually went off i'm kind of getting ahead of myself here but the point is that the explosion very likely could have caused just exactly the amount of damage they're saying and let's not forget you have first responders you have hospital staff you have present people that were simply there film and all of them are testifying that there was a massacre that happened so certainly anything's possible. Could be a massive lie, but it does not seem that way. And then as the evidence goes forward, it becomes very clear what happened. But also we have a government that's been proven to have been lying already in this narrative. I don't know why we would take their, their narrative at face value. 
But it goes on to say, the Israeli military is also making the claims that, the, that there was no dead bodies. Their allegation here is that the death toll has been overinflated. They use a photo showing no bodies or even people at the scene, which is clearly a lie, as there were people there filming at the time. This video we've shown you. This appears to be an Israeli attempt to downplay the size of the massacre, which would make no sense if it wasn't their missile, which caused the loss of around 500 civilian lives but makes complete sense if they're guilty and they're seeking to downplay what happened in order to have people forget, right? I mean, look, the logic would be if, if this was an attack they carried out, well, they would try to make this just many kills. They would want the casualties to look like they were more. The Israeli army also made another claim that is that their bombs caused craters in general, right? That their, bomb, that their new normal munitions always cause a big crater, which isn't true. They also compared the damage to a Hamas rocket and the police point was not every missile does make a crater. And some of them they do. You can fire a different way or use a different uh, airborne explosion tactic. I'll show you in a second. They also compared the damage to a Hamas rocket impact, but use photos from very specific angles that do not show the cars, which were literally flipped upside down, as well as dented from the tops, which I'll show you why that's relevant. Uh, by the power of the explosion at the hospital, by omitting photos of the aftermath of the explosion, it's a clear attempt to bend the facts to their own favor. Similarly, sim similarly, excuse me, they will use angles of nearby rocket fire in order to make it seem as if they're heading in the direction of the hospital when they were not. Also, the Israeli military addressed a press conference filled with journalists showing that they claimed to be, they what, what claimed to be a phone call that was a what's wiretapped between a couple of Hamas members they claimed that they say is evidence of them speaking to each other about the location for which the rocket was fired by Palestinian Islamic Jihad, which I'm not sure how that makes a lot of sense. These are not the same group, but it says in the, ID, in the IDF release conversation, one of the two speakers states that Palestinian Islamic Jihad fired rockets from a nearby cemetery. Yet in their visuals, they, and I'll show you this breakdown in, with images after we get through with the article, they claim that the rockets were not fired from the cemetery. Another contradiction in their evidence, right? So they basically, the story is contradicting what they, what they claim this Audio makes clear. Channel 4 News, which I'll show you in a minute, in the UK conducted its own investigation of the claims. That's what I'm trying to show people is that it's really crazy how obvious that the usual people who are usually on the side of all these narratives are finding it hard to just walk along with this right now. That does not mean they're honest. I think at some level, you just kind of have to, it just starts to look that stupid. That's why people are waking up to all these people. Like this might be them just trying to salvage what credibility they have left, if any. But it says they point out the contradictory nature of the two separate pieces of Israeli, quote, evidence and stated that it can't be both. That's from the UK. That's from Channel 4 News. The same Channel 4 News report stated that the two independent Arabic speaking journalists had investigated the audio or that two independent journalists had. Which they said was a clear fabrication. That's the, that is the UK Channel 4 News saying they investigated and it's an obvious fabrication. Due to, quote, language, accent, dialect, syntax, and tone. The entire Channel 4 investigation is a must-watch. Now, here is Jackson Hinkle's breakdown of this, and I'll play that for you right after this. And I think this is, or not his breakdown, but he posted this quick version of that entire investigation, which the entire breakdown is here for you to watch. Now, he goes on to say, as an anecdotal piece of evidence, even with Robert's basic understanding of Arabic, he can clearly tell that this is a fabrication due to it being so far from the way that Gazans speak and clearly was scripted. That's his opinion, but that seems to be the running understanding from anybody who understands how Gazans usually speak and have any kind of language background. 
He goes, I know this because my wife is from the Gaza Strip. That's why there have families that have been killed there. When he showed his family members the audio recording, most of them who were born and raised in Gaza, the reaction was laughter at how poor they believed the job to have been. Now, he also contacted uh, uh, Harry Fear, who's a journalist, and asked him similar things, and he confirmed his same opinions. He, now, he also spoke to somebody who didn't want to give their name, and basically this was their claim, and it's somebody who has close ties with Hamas. He says, the Western people are the only ones who this was made for. Very similar to what we typically get, like the white helmet stuff. Everyone with sense knows that Hamas members use coded language to communicate about sensitive military positions. They also do not use mobile phones. If they used mobile phones or anything that could be tracked for that matter, why would Israel be listening to them and not have bombed them? It's a good point. Do you think that Hamas is so stupid that they could pull off a surprise attack? And that's still debatable whether that's exactly what happened, but it's a good point, right? The narrative is they pulled off this surprise attack on 15 different locations with the most sophisticated military on earth. And then whoops, we made a phone call. Really? And then and enter Israel's sensitive military sites and then just start using phones to talk about their attacks. I mean, it just makes no sense. Now, let's not forget, on, on top of that, uh, I, I, don't, I forget if he mentioned it in here. Yeah, okay, it's right here. He says, Israel's official Twitter account also released a tweet in which they quoted the IDF spokesperson as specifically blaming Hamas for having fired that rocket. And then just edited their tweet and made it into Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Like, it's just, it's blatant what's happening. Now, I included this, which the, the citation of the number, which is still being fleshed out, by the way. It seems like that's more than has actually been killed. The point is to listen to the actual way it sounds and the, the explosion itself. It's very clear that this is an airstrike and that this is the same kind of explosion as I think the, the JDAP, I think is what the term, or JDAM, I think, the type of missile. We'll get to it in a second. Now, it says this is also far from the first time, and this is really important context, far from the first time that Israel has used the claim that a misfired Palestinian rocket had massacred civilians. In August of 2022, this is what's important I was saying before, it lied about this exact same thing, which the international media ran with, just like today, taking Israel at its word, just like Ben Shapiro. By the time I had almost finished his, this is Robert's, by the time he finished his investigative piece on the issue, in 2022, and interviewed the families of five citizens, of children that were killed in a graveyard, unnamed Israeli military officials admitted to Haaretz newspaper that they had been responsible for the attack, but claimed it was simply a mistake. However, the sources from the ground, from sources on the ground, he was told that the munition fired was from a drone, and therefore the likelihood that it was the massacre was a mistake is next to zero. So the mistake is the last-ditch effort to remove accountability when they literally targeted civilians. Which, again, shouldn't be hard for you to wrap your mind around as we just went over this conversation. The op-ed written in Haaretz, killing children brings Israelis together, which is exactly what it sounds like. Whether Now, whether people think this is meant to be sort of a, a scathing kind of almost con, like, almost like facetious article, that's what somebody's told me that he's trying to call them out for. It doesn't, it's the same point, guys. Either way, the point is Israel's government kills children for a purpose. Read it for yourself. It's unreal. I went over this recently. The point is that we already in history have examples where this happened. Israel's strike, Israel's, Israeli strike killed five Gazan children, officials admit, after initially blaming Islamic Jihad. It's right there. This is August 2022. So clearly, if it's happened before, we should go, well, maybe they're either wrong again or maybe they're lying again. Now, here's the interesting part about this. 
We told you earlier they played a video that turned out to be actually from August 2022. Right here, right? Now, here's just a simple thought that I had. What's really interesting to me is that it just so happened that literally from in August 2022 was this story where they did the exact same thing. So I'm wondering just if whether this was kind of a crossed wire situation where they know that they're like, they have a file for blaming one or the other. They pulled video and it turns out, my point is that in August, 2022, they literally blamed Islamic Jihad for firing rocket that killed children, right? Same thing's happening today, but they even then posted that video of the same dynamic right here and claimed it was also today. So there was some kind of an overlap there. I just want us to realize that they lie as a matter of policy, just like I say about the U.S. government. And they've already lied about Palestinian Islamic Jihad killing children and turned out to be them. Let's ask ourselves if that's happening again. I think it's pretty clear, in my opinion. He goes on to say, in 2006, when Israel committed its second massacre against civilians in Lebanon's uh, Kana, I believe, Kwana, Kana, with the Q, Q-A-N-A, Q-A-N-A, who were taking shelter at a UN facility. Sound familiar? Well, it just happened again. Happened, it's been happening since the 7th forward or even long before that. I, as I look into it, they've been bombing UN hospitals in this area forever, it seems, and no one cares. Mind-blowing. But at the time in 2006, in Lebanon, Israel bombed a UN facility, killing nearly 60 people in one strike. The videos of the children that were killed caused international outrage. What did Israel say about the strike? And this is our point. Well, first, it denied involvement. All this is on the record. The links are in here for you to check out yourself. It denied involvement first. Then it proceeded to claim that the bodies of the children were likely dug up from a graveyard in order to make Israel look bad. So went as far as to call to call it a false flag, even using dead bodies. Starting to sound familiar, the kind of things that people talk about, and then they go, fake, that's never even possible. That's a fake story. They didn't do that in Syria. Well, interesting, huh? Then it later dropped that claim and stated that Hezbollah was using civilians as human shields. He's pulling out all their tools before eventually blaming Hezbollah for firing rockets at Israel. So ultimately then made it clear that this was something that they had to, that their shot was what caused it. So think about the process. They start by literally going, didn't even happen. Then they go, no, no, they've dug up dead children. Think about the, the what it takes to lie about, so you know that you're responsible for killing these children and you try to argue that they dug up dead bodies and faked it. If you're capable of making that kind of argument, well, then you're capable of lying about 40 beheaded children or capable of lying about anything. Not saying that we know that everything like that's the case, but we know they're capable of it. And you have to understand that. So too is the US government. So too, I think, is any government. But right now we're talking about a very specific point. Now, it goes on to say, in another example, in 2022, Israel released misleading footage of Palestinian fighters shooting in in Janine, excuse me, which was proven couldn't have hit Palestinian-American journalist Shireen Abu Akleh, that they later admitted to killing. By accident, though, you're starting to get a pattern here, guys. When Shireen Abu Akleh was murdered by an Israeli soldier's bullet, which is proven, the U.S. produced an investigation that basically whitewashed the murder despite her being a U.S. citizen. Well, that's also very familiar, seeing as how we're now at a point. We're now at a point where that's happening again, where a child was killed who was also a U.S. citizen. And you're not going to hear Biden care at all. You're not going to hear Trump care at all. You're not going to hear anybody. Robert F. Kerr won't care at all. They're going to just look away. Now here, you should, you should read this. 
Israel conclusively killed Shireen Abu Akleh, a U.S. citizen. Again, that doesn't mean that she's more important because of it. I'm making the point as an American because I'm trying to call out what our government is cowardly trying to avoid. But overall, let's not forget, guys. I thought I even had that open. I guess not. Let's not forget that not only did they ignore this, they lied about it in the same process, right? They tried to pretend like it was the other side. Then they pretended it was, you know, I forget the middle, but basically they went through process of this until finally they were like, no, it was, it was our bullet, but it was because of them. Basically the same kind of argument. No, we're killing children, but it's Hamas's fault. See the pattern here. I wanted to grab the uh, other one too. I just couldn't see which one it was in here. Here it is. I'll include both these for you. Real, make sure you read these. Make sure you read everything Robert is putting out. Because he's outstanding. That's why I want to work. That's why I want to work with anybody that I work with because I think they're outstanding. So this one is just a follow-up where Israel covered up the murder of Shireen with U.S. help. And just that's why I want to show this. I, this is what blows me away about this. All, the whole story aside, what you're literally looking at, guys, is the funeral procession of Shireen and the IDF just coming to try to knock it down for no reason. Nobody was armed. It was a peaceful funeral procession. And the IDF comes in char and in force and starts beating up the people carrying the coffin. That is just pure vitriol. That is disgusting. Whether ordered or not. Now, to finish, it says every single time Israel commits a war crime that shocks the world and garners international condemnation, it denies, blames the victim, and then eventually partially admits its guilt or simply ignores the overwhelming evidence that proves their culpability over and over and over. Same thing the U.S. government does in a little bit different fashion. There is no Palestinian rocket capable of committing such an explosion. That was the very first point we brought up. No Palestinian rocket with sounds like the attack that we have heard. We have video evidence documenting, and there is no evidence of a Palestinian rocket actually falling on the site. The U.S. and Israel are biased. Both have a stake in the claim that Palestinian rockets caused the massacre. While Israeli propagandists claim that independent journalists, medical workers, survivors, and NGO staff are all Hamas sources all of a sudden. Now, what I didn't go over in this is Biden himself literally makes the statement that, oh, in regard to who actually hit the hospital, he goes, oh, it looks like it was the other team. Like, what a clown this guy is. Like, I, I don't know whether that was on purpose or not, but all you really did was destroy any maybe perception of objectivity you had by saying, okay, we're on this team. It was the other team. <laughs> I mean, just think about how dumb that is. That's not very politically tactful. But it says, at the same time, we must understand that Israel had already killed, guys, when this hospital was attacked. Israel had already killed in excess of a thousand Palestinian children in Gaza prior to the hospital. And as we said, 20 other hospitals, multiple other medical workers. So I don't even know why we quibble or UN locations. So its propensity for violence against civilians is very clear. Israel attacks on Gaza, Israeli attacks on Gaza are specifically designed to make the civilian population of the besieged territory pay the price for the Hamas attack on October 7th. Now let's get into a lot more. Now let's first look at, well, again, if you, this is the Channel 4 investigation, but so let's look at the quick breakdown of this investigation uh, it's a one-minute version of it, but I think the whole thing is five minutes. Make sure you watch it. It's very clear, guys. So as you got all these screamers on Twitter acting like it's completely sound, 
a lot of people that I feel the need to make a point about. I already said one of them today. I said, my God, I'm starting to wonder how you got anything right during COVID-19 with how wildly lacking of objectivity you seem to be in this conversation. You guys will see it. Look around. There's a lot of them. But this is the kind of stuff we're seeing, and they're ignoring all of this because they're chosen aside, which is interesting because that's what people are leveling at me, which I'm on the side of the truth and innocent civilians. Always will be. Now, look, I, I have a perception here uh, very clearly in regard to the, you know, the, the history in regard to the occupation. But let's just say I'm wrong about that somehow. Clearly, I think that the people of Palestine are occupied. And I think that what they're doing is have been suffering for 75 years. So we all have biases, guys. The point is that we have to stand back and try to be objective in the face of that. Not just toe the line for your party, your side, your football team is what it all feels like right now. It, or, you know, in that sense, ignoring stuff just like this. They present what they say is two Hamas operatives talking about the attack. Hamas call this an obvious fabrication. Two independent Arab journalists told us the same thing because of the language, accent, dialect, syntax and tone, none of which is, they say, credible. Now, what you're going to hear, and I've already seen it online, is, oh, well, they're Arabs, so they're lying. Just really starting to show you how disgustingly racist, bigoted, and one-sided the people screaming for the rules-based international order are. The very people acting about, screaming about equity, right? And it's, it's sustainability, and, and we're going to make the world a happy place where everyone holds hands and nobody cares about your gender. And then they go, but that one sucks. We don't like them. Kill them. It just shows you how completely hypocritical they are. That's, I mean, we're seeing that right now, where the, where the very people that are screaming about, I mean, let's not forget, Israel's government is acutely involved with the Great Reset and the, the Sustainable Development Goals, and they're the ones going, well, if they're Arabs, they're bad. <laughs> Just think about how ra- ridiculous that is. Not every Israeli, but I'm talking about the Zionist government. I've already shown you the evidence. That's not my opinion. Equally, Israel claims the Islamic Jihad failed missile was fired from here, a cemetery very close to the hospital. But look again at the video of the event. The trajectory of the missile doesn't line up with that location. Too high, too horizontal. Confusingly, the Israelis' presentation also says the missile was fired from a location down in the southwest. It can't be both. So right there, it's very simple. Right. I mean, it's, these are basic contradictions. The one they're saying is the main one. It doesn't even line up with trajectory. And then they make another claim later that contradicts their original claim. It's just it's it, people just don't care. People have chosen a side. Islamic Jihad say it was an Israeli missile and they have the warhead to prove it, but they haven't produced it. Well, it's more likely that it's not that they haven't produced it. It's that nobody cares. Is anyone trying to find it? Is there are there, is the U.N. or anybody else, any investigators trying to find out what they have? Nobody wants to hear it. Everyone's too afraid they're going to get caught up in some kind of a, an attack, like, like, you know, being canceled or whatever we want to talk about. Well, here's Dan Cohen showing you another one. Al Jazeera digital investigation itself debunks the claims. And this is from, uh, oh, this is, okay, this is, this was, oh, this is, yeah, this is one from Al Jazeera. There's also another one I'm going to show you next from a, a United States military expert, all of which tell you the same thing. His claim was Dan Cohen that Israel bombed the hospital, end of story. He agrees. The evidence is undeniably clear. I agree with that, too.
On the 17th of October 2023, hundreds of Palestinians were killed when the Al-Akhli Arab Hospital in Gaza was bombed. Officials in Gaza blame the blast on an... And again, by the way, there's videos like this all over the place. I had one. I just, I'm trying to show the gore as, mu- as much as everyone else seems to want to do. The point is, it's not up for debate. It, there's people that were there immediately after what happened, dealing with people that were hurt. It's just, so just the idea that they're trying to make it out to be a lie. Like, th- think about the disgusting nature. Like, as they're telling us from high, like the United YouTube and so on, that you can't challenge events and so on like the point is that these are people standing up acting like nobody was hurt imagine if we were the ones saying literally not a single israeli was hurt when hamas went inside despite the fact that there's very clear evidence to suggest that there's much more to the story which would which opens the door to question what entire narratives but i'm still objective enough to say i can clearly see that there were some people that were hurt now i could argue that could maybe have been idf and maybe it was about the crossfire but i don't know that the point is though the reverse thing to say that we're pretending that nobody was even hurt is going to be framed as the, at the level of the Holocaust. You're an anti-Semite and you're denying the fact that people were killed. It just gets overwhelming. And that's what scares people. They just don't want to even get into it because they don't want to be called a racist. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming. The point is we can prove people were killed and they're acting like nothing happened. Like realize their narrative is that not even anybody was hurt. They're faking it. But how can you fake that and then also claim that a bomb hit because it was something that they fired? That's my point. There's all these contradicting. It just as long as you pretend that it wasn't Israel, we'll say whatever we need to say. That's what I see happening. Israeli airstrike. The Israeli army denies responsibility and claims the attack was due to a failed rocket launch by the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. They say they used Al Jazeera footage to allegedly confirm these claims. But you're asking me for for proof. You don't need to get proof from me. All you need to do is switch over to Al Jazeera. Who broadcasted it live and you can actually see i got a screen caption just for you to see this is al jazeera from last night our digital investigations team sanad decided to investigate these claims and conducted an in-depth analysis of this al jazeera video along with several other videos from multiple sources and established a detailed second by second timeline of the events by analyzing Al Jazeera's live stream starting at 1845. Which clearly they have the ability to since this is Al Jazeera, right? So it's interesting as they're now claiming that Al Jazeera's video proves this was not Israel and they have the inside access to their own data and they're proving that they're lying. The team was able to identify four Israeli airstrikes on Gaza targeting the area near the hospital starting at 1854-28 then 1855-03, then 1857-42, and then 1858-04. That's military time for just before 7pm local. The team cross-referenced this video with another, captured by a camera situated south of Tel Aviv, showing a wide view of the Gaza Strip. That video shows a series of rocket launches from Gaza. That video clearly shows how the Iron Dome intercepted these rockets. Going back to the Al Jazeera live feed at 1859.35, we can see a single rocket launched from Gaza. This is the rocket in question. This rocket can also be seen on the Israeli video. 15 seconds later, Al Jazeera's live feed shows that the same rocket was intercepted at exactly 
50. This interception has the same afterglow seen in previous interceptions. A closer look at the video captured by the Al Jazeera live feed shows the rocket being completely destroyed and broken apart in the sky. According to all feeds and videos analysed, this rocket was intercepted and was the last one launched from Gaza. Now, the reason that's relevant is the argument can't be, it's either that the rocket hit and caused an explosion or it was shot down and then a piece fell. But either way, the point is we see the explosion that was huge. So, are, so people then argue, well, that was a Hamas rocket. Well, if the argument is it was a, what, as what the Israeli government is saying, that they hit it and the shrapnel fell, then it doesn't, just, it doesn't explain what actually happened. And, and even further, what they're showing is that it was completely destroyed in the air based on their analysis. But this is what gets more important, I think. Before the bombing of the hospital, five seconds after that interception, an explosion in Gaza can be seen, followed two seconds later by a much larger explosion. This is the strike that hit Al-Akhli Arab Hospital. As a result, Al Jazeera Digital Investigations Team found no grounds to the Israeli army claim that the strike on the Al-Akhli Arab Hospital in Gaza was caused by a failed rocket launch. Well, that's now two groups that, have, that in their assessment are saying we can prove that it was not a this was a, an Israeli strike is the point. Here's Alan McLeod showing you an interesting point. <clears throat> Over the hours, the New York Times subtly changed. Like, I mean, you know how often I point out how ridiculous it is that they just quietly, without any asterisk, just change their articles. Now they just put updated, like every article under corporate media just has posted and updated. <laughs> oh, how many times? Where? What'd you change? Like, they just have completely foregone, foregone any journalistic integrity these days. It's pathetic. So they just change things, don't tell you what. Now, here's the headline change over three different changes up to absolve Israel of blame. And he says, we're watching in real time how consent gets manufactured. So Israeli strike kills hundreds, Palestinians say. Like, that's not enough, right? That you're already giving an asterisk, like, well, they said so, even though you can prove what happened, first of all. Then it goes, well, at least 500 dead in strike, somebody, in Gaza hospital, still Palestinians say. So now we're disputing the strike even happened. Then it goes, at least 500 dead in blast in Gaza. Think about how dumb that is. Stand by we're reporting or lie in the first place. It's just so ridiculous. These people are clowns, man. Now, here's what Ben Shapiro said. So just to be clear about this, because he knows, right, because he has all the evidence, right? Palestinian terrorists tried to fire a rocket at Israel. It fell short, and it hit a hospital, killing hundreds of Palestinians. Well, we just proved to you that it was not a falling short rocket. It was destroyed in the air. So at best, it was shrapnel. Then how did it cause the explosion? The point is, that's not what happened. He says it fell short because that's what he was told. And he's blindly reporting because he's a PR person for Israel and it killed hundreds of Palestinians. But didn't you then later argue that nobody died because it wasn't an explosion because there was no crater? Interesting how that works one second to the next. Why don't you do your due diligence and then come to us with a vetted story instead of just repeating what you're told? Ah, but that would be journalism. Hamas claimed that it was Israel and the media immediately ran with Hamas's story. No, it didn't. Not even remotely. This is what I think is so interesting. Everyone's trying to sell the narrative that they're somehow the oppressed narr- story or they're the underdog, the, the, the silent majority. Everybody in the corporate media ran with exactly the opposite of that, as this person rightly points out. The media is actually running with the Israeli story, very clearly. Simple analysis would reveal that Hamas doesn't have weapons that are of the magnitude that can take out a hospital in one strike. Or, as we now know, it wasn't the building itself. 
that have the capability to cause that kind of an explosion. It's very easy to prove. Once again, you lack integrity, he says, and I completely agree with that. Well, here, let's show you some other overlaps. Briefly mention this in the article that was written, but just to make sure we're clear, never forget, as Jason Hinkle writes, that the is Israel told you who bombed the Gaza hospital, then deleted their post. Now, I wouldn't say Israel, but a, a representative of Israel definitely did. Israel then told you that they had video evidence proving they did not bomb the hospital and then deleted it again. See, this is the one we just talked about. This is the one showing those two videos claiming that the rocket was carried out towards Israel, which passed through the vicinity, and, and then they deleted that too. I mean, how much more do we need to see? And then going underground, and plenty of other people picked up on this, showing you that he did post this, and then he, got, then he lied about it, and even that got fact-checked. Very interesting. Jason H Jackson Hinkle also points this out. Israel edited out the one we showed you before, the video claiming that Hamas was responsible and changed it into Palestinian Islamic Jihad, and then eventually deleted the whole thing with the video. <laughs> now, DD Geopolitics makes said, uh, quoting Biden says, I, "This is Biden speaking. I will not talk about the hospital incident in Gaza unless I have confirmed information." He says, "I understand the skepticism of some around the world about who was behind the attack in the hospital in Gaza. I did not say what I said about Israel's irresponsibility, which is funny the way you frame that." meaning like he's not responsible, but you know it's a weird way to say that, in targeting the hospital, except because I trusted the source of the information. Interesting. The Pentagon says it is unlikely that Israel's behind the attack. Whoa, interesting how quickly they walk these things back these days, right? Because here's what first was stated on the 18th. This was, this was uh, later, basically this came out in the morning, 9-12, and this was the end of the day. Oh, I'm still the 18th, but the end of the day. So here's what came out first. Reported Pentagon independently concluded. Clearly not. <laughs> it's clearly likely, and from other people's information, that Islamic Jihad, which is actually Palestinian Islamic Jihad, responsible for the blast, Joe Biden was asked by a reporter in Israel on Wednesday what made him confident that Israelis weren't behind the explosion that killed hundreds, which even they're pointing out in the hospital. Is it dumb how these narratives get spun around on Twitter? When it's, it's, But it says Biden responded that it was, quote, the data I was shown by my defense department. The two officials told ABC News that Pentagon independently concluded that they did this. Well, here's the funny thing is then later it ends up being, well, they said likely not Israel. And I, I don't want to speak on it if I'm not sure. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. You literally already came out and said it was them. This is how dumb this gets. Just like he comes out and says, I never thought I would see personally terrorists cutting heads, babies off. And then later the White House goes, he has no idea. We have never seen any evidence. It's so easy to show that these people are deceitful, man. Solomon Ahmad points out Israeli crater parking lot claim exposed. Now, this is the point where they're saying, well, there wasn't a crater in the ground. So they didn't actually even bomb the area. Or nobody even died. But both of those completely contradict the narrative that they've already spun up, which is ridiculous. But it says Israel's cl final claim is that the lack of craters at the hospital rules out that it was their bomb. That's what Robert was saying. J-Dam is the name of it. He says this is the last lie because J-Dam includes, and he lists off a bunch of munitions, does, does have an airburst mode, which does not produce a crater. Now, I've confirmed this with many other people. And I'll show you what it looks like in this video. He says it kills using shrapnel, shockwave, and fireball from the explosion. In, the, in fact, this is a more sinister motive since it will kill more people but cause less damage to infrastructure. That's interesting. 
sounds like a pretty tactful move right now when everyone's paying attention to you destroying everybody's infrastructure. The Israeli forces, Israeli occupation forces, knew there were refugees in the vicinity and they did not want to leave proof of detonation. That's his opinion, right? But this is what it looks like. And this missile that they do have capability of using would end up looking exactly what, like what we see in the area if it did this. Who truly shows the incredible firepower of airburst or proximity ammunition. The artillery tend to prefer projectiles being used like this against soft-skinned targets or dismounted infantry and even troops in trenches. But as you can see, this seems to be an airdropped bomb. The level of destruction from airburst ammunition is fascinating, but truly also terrifying. Interesting. And the point is that the JDAM missile does have that capability. Now, here's somebody showing you the breakdown of like the, the area we're looking at and indicating that the way that these cars exploded... I mean, think about it. Like the idea that why why do you have these cars that have these dented down roofs in, the, in kind of a circle area? Sure, I'm sure you can come up with any number of different explanations, but it's a data point that suggests that, especially since we also don't see any kind of big area. You just see the one spot in the middle where it kind of if exploded in the air. From what I understand, that's exactly what it would look like. Like basically saying it exploded right there, essentially. And they shows you kind of like the the different rocket you know and this one comes from the straight down bottom area now here this is uh no wait i thought i had a oh let's do this one for next this is about the the audio so he posted the un's weapons expert debunks their claim it's a u.s army veteran breaking down this account anyone who has that experience would immediately recognize some key characteristics that, that make what occurred there in that video seem like a standard American munition. There's a, a, a pretty typical sound signature. Of On 17th of October 2023, a bomb hit the Al-Ahli Baptist Hospital in Gaza City in the besieged Gaza Strip causing unprecedented carnage. Gaza authorities say at least 500 people were killed in the attack and many hundreds more wounded. Both Israel and Hamas deny responsibility. The Middle East Monitor spoke to Dylan Griffith, a weapons expert and US Army veteran of the Afghanistan war, who gave us his take on the key claims made by Israel. Claim one, Israel was not responsible for the attack. For anyone that has any amount of experience being around explosives and certainly a lot of uh, a, a lot of army combat veterans are going to have a similar experience who were who were in the Middle East, uh, especially in Iraq and Afghanistan, and uh, maybe had called in airstrikes on compounds or, or, or facilities. Uh, one of the most common munitions in use there is going to be a JDAM. Uh, a, a JDAM is a guided or unguided um, uh, air, aircraft fired munition. This video circulating on social media has now been verified by the Washington Post as the strike that hit the hospital. Anyone who has that experience would immediately recognize some some key characteristics that, that make what occurred there in that video seem like a JDAM. Um, uh, there's a, a, a pretty typical sound signature of something that is moving from a, a, a vertically dropped or fired position. Uh, I, someone had posted a video uh, contrasting the two of a, a compound in, in Afghanistan being struck by a thousand pound JDAM, I think, and then this video. See, for me, guys, quite frankly, that was that was not all I needed because, of course, I would never leave it at that. But when I saw those comparisons, 
and and again, it's the verified bombing. You can it's not very it's not hard to it's a, it's an airstrike. Like if you're pretending that was the way shrapnel falls, you don't understand what you're looking at. That was a very clear sound of an airstrike and a and a missile being and and the comparison between the explosions. Hamas does not have that capability. It's pretty damn simple. And that's why I concluded very quickly that this is obviously an Israeli Israeli airstrike. And again, if you want me to demonstrate my value, this is why I think this that independent media is important. Because I think our track record is shockingly obvious. And it's not because I get lucky every day. It's because I do the damn work. Because I care about the truth and I do my best to be objective in everything. Even to my own detriment half the time. And I think we've been right. A lot. Because of that. And it's not because I'm better than this or worse than that. Or I'm, you know, it's because if anybody cares to just do the work and do their best to be objective in every topic, well, you're going to, what you then present is going to be more likely correct. It's as simple as that. So you, if you believe in this, what we're doing, support us. Or for that matter, any independent media that cares to be objective and fight for the truth in a nonpartisan way. The sound characteristic of the, the video. It seems to me that it would be indicative of a guided munition because you get that whistling of the fins correcting on the way down to the hospital. Um, but, you know, anything with a tail kit on the back of it with fins on the back of it could make a similar sound. So it's tough to know, but um, it did seem to hit exactly where it was intended to hit. Claim two, the rocket came from Hamas or Islamic Jihad. Hamas uses uh, rockets up to the 400 kilogram mark, which is very large, but those are more rare. The typical rocket that Hamas would be firing would be uh, in the the five to 25 kilogram mark, which is a vastly less uh, explosive than you would have seen even in that video, even at night with as much light as there was. Wow. And that's, and that's why it, it, at least for it's, it's better today than it was a long time ago, but they, they, jokingly call them bottle rockets right because it's there there isn't a munition but it's just it's a, it's a joke compared to the kind of munitions that israel has the israeli government said it was an islamic jihad rocket so i showed dylan a video being circulated by pro-israel groups on social media so yeah these are uh our, our, our uh rockets and uh, with with all rockets, a lot of the sound sound that a rocket is going to pre- produce is going to be at the time that it is launched. Rockets are not a thing that burn the the whole way to their target, so there's not not a lot of screaming and expenditure of fure, fuel as a rocket comes in. So now, by the way, this is one point that I should point out is one thing that I was didn't understand a long time ago. Which, by the way, I still maintain that we're being deceived about what the Iron Dome is capable of. Period. If not an entire complete show, but. One thing that I've come to understand is that the rockets in particular, are they you don't see the munition part of it or the line of white smoke behind it all the way across. It ends up burning out to get it going and then just kind of guides the rest of the way. So an important point to include as we all evolve in our understanding of anything we talk about. But as I think this whole shows us from October 7th forward is Iron Dome has not been doing what, we're claim, what they claim it's capable of. But important point to include right there. So another point then shows you that what we saw on this side of it is just not even remotely the case. So usually a rocket coming in, there might be the sound of some air moving, but there is uh, not not a, a large expenditure of fuel. You don't typically get uh, what, what you would with like a guided bomb or something. It's usually a quieter process as a rocket comes in, maybe just a little bit of sound. Certainly not what you would see in the video that is 
being passed around as the, the impact on the hospital. Claim three, the Hamas rocket failed in the air, and that's why it landed on the hospital. Usually when a... Which again, contradicts the other claim, which is stupid, but this is where they're going. A, a rocket fails and falls to the ground. There's a bit um, of a an extended explosion period because the fuel will combust over a period of time and uh, the explosives that are in there will, uh, will, will ignite in a fashion that was not as intended. So not, not warhead first necessarily. It's a bit more of an extended type of an explosion. And the point there to remember is that even if you think that might explain the secondary explosion, they do not have the capability to cause either explosion that you saw. Not the first one that was smaller or the secondary one after you just, you don't. That's important. So it definitely does not seem like it would be a, a, a failed Hamas rocket attack. Um, it, it doesn't have any of those characteristics to me, but but it, it certainly does look like um, a, a standard American munition, uh, the likes of which we have sent at this point thousands exactly. to Israel. And, and Biden just told you he sent a bunch more. To be used for explicitly this kind of purpose. I have it on my account somewhere in a, in a video of those coming into Israel off of a C-71, um, something like three to 400 uh, 2,000 pound J-dams going into Israel. And then uh, shortly after that video, there is uh, an increase in the number of videos that we had seen coming out from the Gaza Strip of large um, uh, penetrating bombs. So something that is designed to take out large concrete structures. Claim four, Israel doesn't bomb hospitals. A claim that is very straightforward to refute given Israel bombed the same hospital just two days before. Right. This was not something that had occurred just out of nowhere. Uh, the, the previous day, the people in that hospital had been warned by the IDF that the hospital was going to be struck. So um, it, it certainly was a plan <laughs> and it was an explicit plan. It does seem to me the IDF maybe had intended to strike this hospital, had hoped that people would have evacuated out of it Hardly. before that had occurred. And uh, when they did not, and they struck it anyway, immediately went into damage control mode. That, 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 that's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Says the U.S. munitions expert, right? The bottom line is that if we know as we do that they warned them and even the hospital staff says that, I can't even believe we're disputing that this happened. It just shows you how completely lost people get in the propaganda. And because people are so emotionally invested in a side, for whatever reason. Now, Mohammed Shihada points out that they mistranslated even the quote in this in the first place. Now, how many times have I been telling you this? That the, like, the, the point is that there's so much misinformation flying around, but the bottom line is that this is something that is mispresented. And that, that's even possibly likely because they just put as it seems, slap this together with people that didn't even sound like they were Gazans and they missaid a word and they just sold you the translation wrong anyway. I mean, it just shows you how clumsy this is. But often they do that. Well, they just kind of change one of the words to make it seem like a more of a threat or so on. It happens to Iran every time they speak. Interesting. Now, this is what I want you to hear. See, so this is from yesterday. Sort of like the religious war or the good and evil narrative, right? The way they frame it. This is what Times of Israel wrote yesterday. Haters, haters won't be swayed. But Hamas lies about Gaza hospital blast are being exposed. Oh, are they? Well, their they're trolls and bots are sure trying. But the point is, it's not about, you know, that we just dispute. The, we disagree on the evidence or that I have a different perspective on how this went down. No, there are people who are good guys. And then there's the haters. So it's not that you just may be wrong or 
misinformed. It's that you hate Jews. That's what we're talking about. Read the article. So every, every single comment that people push back against Ben today is because you're a Jew hater. Sure, some people out there do feel that way. I've called them a bigot like I would call anybody that hates people based on their race, their ethnicity, or whatever else. But if you're trying to pretend that you think that we're doing this because we hate a certain people, you are lost. And that's the best you can do? My track record speaks for itself. We fight for everybody that does not have a voice, including the people in Israel that are being People like Ben and the rest of the people in the Israeli government are acting like they speak for their voices when they're the ones telling you that they're being lied to by their government. I'm speaking for those people, whether Israeli, Jewish, Palestinian, Arab, whatever, or Israeli, Jew, whatever, anybody. The point is the way they have to frame this now because they're losing is you either are a racist hater and just hate people because of their ethnicity or you are on our side. That's crazy, man. That is the kind of extreme presentation absolutist you're with us or you're against us right out of george bush that's how this game is played now here are heads of churches in jerusalem who are telling you that this was an israeli bombing and they condemn it they said about the bombing we are people of the cross we are not military experts but i want to tell you something there are many buildings many houses many places that have been bombed by israel and these are facts they also released a letter condemning the brutal attack on the Al-Ali Angelic, Angelican Episcopal Hospital or Baptist Hospital in Gaza during the Israeli airstrikes there. Hospitals are sanctuaries, the letter reads, yet this assault has transgressed those sacred boundaries. And here from Decentered News just gives you the video where you can listen to them speak about it. It's eight minutes long, so you can listen to it, but they go on to make this very clear that this is Israeli bombings. They basically say they, they, and they make, and they add to the, they reiterate and confirm the point that we're already making that they have, they, that the hospital received warnings via phone from Israel. So we're now we're going to pretend that they were, we're going to bomb. We, like we did yesterday, we're going to do it again. But then, oh, oh, Hamas did it first. Too late. I mean, that's how stupid they think we are. But the point is, they're speaking up and they're saying Israel did this. And then can you guess what happened next? They got bombed. Break, bombing led to Christian church damage with 40 confirmed dead by the church. The Orthodox patriarch in Jerusalem said, quote, we strongly condemn the Israeli military's bombing of our historical church in St. Porphyrus. There were 500 people inside the church. It's real, guys. This is happening. I mean, this is how extreme this has gotten. To the point to where, you, I mean, and how many times have I told you the focusing on the Christian discussion in regard to the war on terror and the, the framing of the battling in the Middle East? It's interesting how all the Christian populations have been focused on. I just can't, I, that really makes me sick. Bombing churches, hospitals, schools, UN locations, and yet somehow we're all acting like this is, I mean, where's, where's Joe Biden? Or any other member of the U.S. government to speak up and say, whoa, wait a minute, this is absolutely atrocious. Nope. Christian church bombing by Israel, uh, Israeli occupation forces. Now, there are some graphic images here, live images of the Palestinian Christian church community in Gaza after the Israeli attack. Here is a video we'll show you of feeds of the people coming into the hospital after the attack on this hospital. Now, let's get into some other things that were bombed. And this is all over the last couple of days. 
Maha Hassouni points out an Israeli airstrike targeted the entrance of a United Nations school where thousands, thousands, I think it's almost up to a half a million at this point of international, intentionally, internally, excuse me, displaced persons are taking refuge. The school, the school is located in Kanyonis in the southern Gaza Strip, a place Israel asked residents to move to. Okay, they may they said move here, it'll be safe, so we can target Hamas, and then they bomb these locations. It's happened multiple times. They bomb the the caravans going to the crossing. They bomb the crossing four times. They bomb the south that they told them to go south. They bomb these locations. Here, go to Khan Yunus. They bomb Khan Yunus. This is over and over. And just in case you think this, oh, she's an Arab, she must be wrong, just because you assume based on the picture, or you assume because she must be a liar based on that because you're a racist. The point is, it's easily proven. Reuters, at least six people were killed by an Israeli airstrike on a United Nations refugee school in Gaza. I just don't know why this is not getting... Now, even the leading supposed corporate media, you know, the Associated Press, Reuters, French Press Agency, those are the top groups that most of the corporate media take their information from, and even they are reporting this. Now here, just in case you think this might be in a one-off, oops, we made a mistake, or we blame somebody else, Israeli military refuses to investigate an attack on the same school in Rafah, Gaza, that killed 14 civilians. Yesterday? Two days ago? No, it's 2016. Over and over and over. And now we wonder why this is happening. These people have been oppressed for their entire, for generations. Nobody cares. And even when it's this obvious today, your governments are, that's why I'm pointing out that they're all being exposed. It's showing you that they don't care about human rights. They don't care about international law. They care about using every one of these things to control your life to force you under a boot so they can act like they're acting in the good, in the good, for the good of the people while they actively do the exact opposite anywhere you pay attention. Makes me sick. Here's the United Nations. Specifically, the UN, and this is the Agency for the Palestinian Refugees. This is not some kind of Hamas organization. This is not some fringe group. This is the United Nations, but their Agency for Palestinian Refugees. They're currently hosting half a million people in the facilities that they just bombed, including the school that was hit yesterday during the Israeli airstrike bombardments. At least six people were killed at the school of the United Nations. CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Or I guess really we're all just seeing you for what you have always been. Here's what he has to say. Some 400,000 displaced Gazans in its schools and other facilities. And as you've heard, at least six people have been killed in an airstrike on one of their schools. Juliet Tuma is Director of Communications for the UN Agency for Palestinian Refugees, UNRWA. She joins me now live from Amman, Jordan. Uh, thanks very much for coming on the programme. First of all, what's your response to the fact that the IDF, the Israelis, have said evacuate south and then they bomb the south today? You know, we uh, thought that, we said that that ev evacuation order was horrendous, in fact. And uh, to update your figures, UNRWA is currently hosting half a million people, half a million people in our facilities, including schools, including the school that was uh, hit this afternoon during, during Israeli airstrikes and bombardments. 
And let's not forget that that was the at least the second time that I've reported. The last time, 30 pupils from their school were killed. 30. And I've been keeping track. It was 11, then it was 14. I was 15 different UN members, not a peep. Is it, is this Does Ben Shapiro support this? The people that are acting like none of this matters, do they support this? Or is this all okay until they get their hostages back, who are probably all died because of the indiscriminate bombing? Is that, I mean, is that where we're at now? So you can just bomb international organizations until you get what you want? Even if you, even if what we can prove what you want is a justified ask? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. These are the people that were screaming rules-based international order. So you're hosting half a million people in an already horrendous situation on, on top of the population that was there before. And water, food, fuel and medicines are all running out. Give us some picture of how urgent, especially the water situation is now. Gaza has been under siege for the past 10 days and UNRWA has not been able to bring in any supplies for the past 10 days. Let's just let's just be clear. Gaza has been under siege for 75 years. I mean, in Palestine has been under siege for 75 years. But we're talking about now and then Gaza for what? I don't know. Specifically, what, a couple more few decades. But the bottom line is that this is just the increasing of that siege, like an absolute blockout versus controlled flow and the same kind of suppression. That's the difference. And we have and they know to bring this. in supplies, including fuel, so that water runs back into Gaza, the Gaza Strip. And we have to bring in other supplies, including food. Already before the war started on the 7th of October, 1.2 million people depended on food aid coming from UNRWA alone. The uh, poverty is very, very high in, in the Gaza Strip. So already before the war, the situation was desperate. It's becoming right. tragic by the minute. Tragic. God. Just unreal how obvious this all is. Here, another post from the United Nations Palestinian Refugees Agency. We have lost so far, and this is as of two days ago, 15 different colleagues from the United Nations due to Israeli bombings. That's an absolute verifiable fact. Here's the same agency pointing out there's a total siege being imposed on the Gaza Strip. Quote, this amounts to collective punishment, and collective punishment is a violation of international law. doesn't matter that Alex Berninson says he agrees with it. it make, it's a crime no matter how you spin it. So they're basically revealing that they're willing to be just as disgustingly that they're willing to kill people to get what they want. Be careful who you listen to. And of course, there is no safe place in Gaza. There's no place, I mean, arguably no safe place in Gaza anywhere, ever. Not before this or now. Because it's an open air prison, guys. That, that, that's what we have to understand. Here, they're also pointing out an attack on densely populated refugee camps where displaced, pe where displaced people are sheltering in the UN schools and UN premises is utterly shocking to me and to my colleagues. Right. So this is just this is being discussed from the United Nations perspective. This is just obscene. You're bombing refugee locations of the United Nations and not a peep. Like, where's the United Nations on this? Why aren't they having? I mean, maybe they have. And the point is, nobody cares. They're getting we'll get to a minute about the ceasefire point where the United States keeps vetoing that which is just ridiculous, calling for a ceasefire, and they veto that. Clearly, make the only other way to take that is they want this to continue. Here, they make a good point. If people do not die from these airstrikes, the United Nations points out, they will die from pollution, 
the spread of infectious diseases because of what they have been. It's the same thing they did in Yemen when they shut down. They they stopped. The, they they bomb their their reserves, their food, their water. They stop them from coming in from the port. And then, of course, they have a cholera outbreak because they can't access their food, their medicines or anything. And then they blame them. They say, oh, it's because they're disgusting, showing their racism. So that's what we're, this, we're going to get to. That's probably already beginning to happen. And then they're going to blame them for it. Now, here is from the United Nations, which was retweeted by the Palestinian uh, Refugee Agency. Schools are not a target. Hospitals are not a target. Children are not a target. Civilians are not a target. Humanitarians are not a target. Right? Of course, they fall short of making sure you're clearly pointing at one side here because Hamas is not targeting schools, hospitals, children, civilians, or humanitarians. Of course, they're going to argue they've done it over the years, but not right now. And I, quite frankly, that we dispute everything we're talking about there. But right now, this is a one-sided affair. That's what they're talking about. But it doesn't surprise me that the UN would fall short. Now, Robert points out, in addition to the hospital, Ali, and other things we've mentioned, Israel is now launching airstrikes at the Al-Quds Hospital in Gaza City. That's the other image I have on the main image today. Well, one of them is a, a bakery they've targeted. One of them is the school targeted with the UN. And the other one is this shot right here, where you can see the explosion in the background. Also, you can hear the airstrike and you can see the huge explosion. Same point from before. This is an Israeli airstrike. People are taking refuge inside that in fear the hospital will be directly bombarded after Israel threatened to hit it. And then they hit it. Same thing as before. Hospital to hospital. Bombing the residential tower near the Al-Quds Hospital in Gaza City. And the other point was on this. You can see the same kind of, they, they're saying the flare from the jet is what people are arguing. And the point is, you can see the comparisons here from DD Geopolitics. Israel continues to strike Gaza. Notice the flares in both, as well as the sound. Exactly the same as those in the hospital bombing. You can see both of them. Bombing, and this is the one you can see. exact same thing now oh and this was just the original one that you saw before which i mean i guess that just compared it right there so just you have this original video closer as you can watch for yourself <clears throat> now loki from impress news also points out that they just bombed a mosque in gaza killing displaced people that were taking shelter in that mosque according to article 8 of the geneva convention direct attacks against buildings of worship are a war crime but that's nothing new war crimes are what they're doing today but international law doesn't apply here apparently it's just obscene, guys. You can prove all of this. Trying to help dig bed, dead people out of the, of the mosque. There were, who knows how many thousands of people were taking shelter there because their homes were destroyed. Now, Sarah Abdallah points out, where's the International Criminal Court? After bombing the hospital and the mosque and another hospital and killing over a thousand children, 15 plus UN members, killing six more of their children, teachers, engineers, all this stuff directly from the UN. After all of that, Israel has now bombed a bakery, one of the last remaining places to obtain fresh bread in all of Gaza. As a result, more than 100,000 people who relied on this bakery are now without bread, which of course doesn't matter to people. They're going to laugh about, oh, bread, who cares about bread? The point is you're destroying their society. None of this has to do with Hamas anymore, guys, other than just punishing people there for because it, what they... What they 
punishing average civilians because of what Hamas did in Israel or to just target Palestinians, as seems to be the entire point. Here is Palestinian highlights pointing out it's not a scene from a video game. It's the heartbreaking reality of Israeli bombs striking residential areas. Just take note of the civilians on the ground. This is nothing new. Multiple buildings. Look at this, guys. This is just another day in Palestine. Now here, here's where Biden gets asked about what's going on. And his, his opinions about what's going on will shock you. Are Israelis um, operating within the rules of war that you talked about last week being so important? Good talking to you. Thank you, Thanks, sir. Everybody. Thank, you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. That really happened. That you talked about last week being operating within the rules of war that you talked about last week being so important. Good talking to you. Thank you, Thanks, sir. Everybody. Oh, 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 I'm going to go ahead and walk away because that's I'm not supposed to say. I mean, really? Like he wasn't like a lot of times what I can make fun of is people like right now on the right. Well, there's always a moment when you're done with the with the press conference. And every time people try to scream another question as they walk away, it's just this dumb game they play. Sometimes they stop. My point is just show them walking away. They go, look, he avoided the question. Half the time, that's not really what's happening for whether it's Trump or Biden or anybody else. They all do it. But this guy's. He was literally engaged. He was listening. He was listening. Quick, give me your question. And then he goes, oh, oh, I'm going to walk away then. You're going to ask. Either that means I, that I'm like, you're, did, that, well, it'll be framed as him acting like that question was, you know, repugnant. Like, oh, whatever. I'm going to walk away. But the reality is, okay, we're not going to talk about that because everybody in the world sees what's going on right now. Even this reporter is going, are you still going to pretend like they're inter, international law? Like Mr. Matt Automaton at the State Department tried to claim like, well, we asked him to, so they probably are. Are you paying attention, Matt? It's ridiculous. You're carpet bombing an entire area. But that's what you get from Joe Biden. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> that question, goodbye. It's just disgusting. Here is why I'm showing you guys that the world... And no, I'm not never arguing at the UN or any of these groups. We, we should just blindly support you. Question everything. That never stops. It's weird how often I say that and yet I'll make a comment. People go, well, you trust them now? It's like, why would you think that? I question everything. The point, though, is here's the UN Human Rights Council where the United States takes the stage. This was, I mean, 30 seconds ago, this was a different scene. Like, really, you know, years ago. Like, just go back very briefly very different setting. And now all of a sudden, delegates are turning their back on the United States when they took the stage. Some of them even got up and walked out. You know why? Because it's it's despicable to pretend like you're there supporting human rights as you are not only just complicit in what's happening, you are part of what's happening. This is what they're, this is showing you guys. The world's paying attention. I mean, that's easily half the people there. Look at I mean, You can see it much more on the other side, right? People are leaving. There's a, there's a lot of people that are standing up. I mean, it's debatable, I guess. And it, to me, it looks like most of the people on the other side are standing up. But bottom line is, there are people in official positions around the world, and I'll show you more as we end, who are speaking out. People calling for Netanyahu to go in front of the International Criminal Court. 
international criminal court. And I don't think that they're, I mean, they'll never apply. They'll never let that happen. Just like the U S government will be like, I think both Pompeo and Bolton under Trump, both threatened. I think it was different. Actually, one of them, it was by Pompeo under Trump. And then Bolton before that, they publicly threatened the families of people in the ICC when they ought, when they claimed they were going to investigate Afghanistan. That's what the good guys do. <laughs> My God, this, they are very bad people guys that, and they're trying to, Defend their right to do whatever they want. Now here is where we're currently at. This is as of today. <clears throat> Over 3,800 Palestinians killed. Of course, this is coming from times of Gaza, so take that as you will. Around 13,000 injured in the Israeli war on Gaza Strip. Now, quite frankly, I don't know how we can confirm that, or they could possibly know entirely, probably estimates at this point, because of they're still digging people out of the rubble, but maybe that's what they've counted. I don't know. The point is, we know it's from places like the um, human rights groups in general. I think it was Amnesty International we looked at last time, or the United Nations, as we just showed you. They're they're documenting this stuff: the targeting of hospitals, the killing of children. It's obscene, and it's provable. Sarah Abdallah points out that they won't tell you this, but Israel has now killed over one thousand five hundred twenty-four Palestinian children in twelve days. Now, I argue that's coming from the Gaza Health Ministry, but nonetheless, I think it's very clear as even the BBC reported 700 children just a couple of days ago. 1,524 children. Look, if you're carpet bombing a place that has 50% children, it's not hard to wrap your mind around. Hundreds more are still missing under the rubble. Israel is massacring children and calling it self-defense. This is coming from Defense for Children. Civil society organization dedicated to defending the human rights of Palestinian children, and they're the ones claiming the number 1,524. Oops. Uh, now, this guys, this is a graphic picture. So I don't, I didn't necessarily want to show this picture. So just be aware. I'm only going to look at it really quickly because I want to read what it says. But this is another bombing from a specifically residential location where it took out an entire family. So prepare yourselves. This is a gra- It's a hard to look at picture. Ten civilians, including seven children, were killed in an Israeli attack on the Al-Bakri family's home, south of Khan Yunus, the location they told them to go that was safe. Makes me sick. Here is a Palestinian child who is currently trapped under the rubble they're trying to dig her out from, and all she can do is ask whether her family is okay. So are we, gonna, are we still pretending that's Hamas? Is that, is that the story that we're being told? That's, that's a Hamas member? All the children? Well, here's Ben Shapiro. Hamas won't allow civilians to evacuate. I mean, he is still holding this line. I just, I, I mean, it's, this is what I keep trying to show people. I mean, even this, by the way, this is the one I was going to talk about, but here, let me do this and refresh it real quickly. Well, it's funny. I just saw that one jump like a bunch and this one did, but it was nine just 10 seconds ago from this one. It said nine and that said four. So my point is even that it's not ratioed, but it's a huge difference from his own audience. But I'll show you the one I'm talking about in a second. But he says Hamas won't allow civilians to evacuate because they know if they do, Israel will then bomb the network of terror tunnels they have built beneath the civilian areas. Is he really trying to argue that they haven't been bombing civilian areas? Like, I mean, again, this is the kind of expose I'm talking about. You are revealing that you are you're that bad at your job or are willing to ruin your credibility that you might have had 
for this narrative. They have been indiscriminately bombing this according to every international organization you listen to right now. And, you know, your eyes and the evidence and the amount of dead children. It's obscene. Israel must take out those tunnels before a ground incursion or risk the lives of thousands of soldiers. Now you see the narrative developing. Oh, we had to bring it to the ground. Otherwise, when we went in, then we would risk Israeli soldiers. But to do that, we have to, one, kill everybody there, including all the hostages, including 600 civilians that are American, including the hostages that are Israeli, as I said a second ago. And I mean, but that's okay, though. How are you pretending that they are not bombing civilian locations already? How are you pretending, even though the United Nations has already shown and debunked the claim that they're using civil human shields, as Robert already talked about? It's directly from the United Nations. Doesn't mean we blindly trust them, but the point is the evidence is not there. And again, you can show that Israel has an open policy the, the, using Palestinian children. The neighbor, I, I've got to remember to get that on right. The neighbor policy, I believe, again, directly from, I, I was that from, I was actually from Vanessa Bealey. The point is, it's a documented fact. It was written by Haaretz uh, and other articles talking about this. But the point is that you somehow are claiming to know that every single civilian is staying because they're making them, even though most of them are saying they want to stay here because, one, they can't leave, or two, they're not going to give up their home yet again. And even then, they're bombing people as they go to the places they tell them to go to. So this is just completely, most people are seeing this in him for what this really is. Here's what uh, Nico House said. Ben, you are just adorable. I remember when I was naive enough to think that a civilian population would stop Israel from bombing an area. And then I turned on the TV and heard Israeli officials explain why they're okay with bombing civilians. Right. No one is hiding behind Hamas more than you are. Great point except you're doing so to avoid holding that, fan, that uh, fascistic apartheid government accountable for the acts of terror they've committed, not just in the last two weeks, but for the last several decades. Well said. And again, if you'd like to read how they write about the fact, and this is from 2000, or the, actually, excuse me, this is from May 2023. Interesting timing. Killing children brings Israelis together. Nothing, there's nothing like killing children for bringing the hearts and minds, or for bringing together hearts and minds. Read it for yourself. I went over this in a previous show entirely. Now, on the note in general about he's claiming Hamas is in control is the kind of narrative they're spinning and they can't leave because Hamas is there and that's how it takes them out. Well, that's not even true. And I've been saying this since the beginning of this conversation, since October 7th and long before that, in fact. It's just not the reality. Hamas is, a, is one created by Israel and the United States, funded by them. And even their own statements have said, to our great regret, we created them. And the fact is they've been used <laughs> even um, now I'm not going to try to search for it. Even Haaretz came out right before this, right in the beginning and basically came out with their article that said Netanyahu said, we have to support them to get what we want out of the situation. Paraphrasing my point And all that aside is that since the 2006 election, it's not even remotely clear who's really in charge. And as Abby Martin, who's done some of the best reporting on this area, and this is an older clip says she, when she went there, realized that that wasn't the truth. Dennis Prager video. Which one was uh, that? It, it was an argument about Israel where he was talking about why Israel deserves to exist and stuff. After being there, man, holy shit. I feel like people have no idea. What the, I didn't even know what the hell was going on until I went to Palestine and saw how crazy it was. But What man. is it like? Tell me, give me your thoughts and your So experience. everyone mistakenly thinks that Hamas like controls Palestine. That's not true at all. There's There's three different areas that were drawn up with the original partition. It's the West Bank, which is 
totally under military rule by Israel. And then there's the Gaza Strip, which is like the open-air prison, which they bomb the shit out of like every couple of years, and Hamas controls that area. And then there's Jerusalem, which is an international city center um, that both Arabs and Jews live in. But the West Bank has been occupied militarily since 1967, and it's complete martial law. There's checkpoints. All political parties are illegal. You can't... Having a gun is like the least of it. You can't hold a flag. You can't belong to a political party. You literally can't do shit if you're a Palestinian. You just have to sit there and submit. Um, and if even if you share a photo of someone who was like killed by an Israeli soldier, you go to jail. And you go to jail for the amount of like months that... What? Yeah. Based on the shares and likes of the photo, they'll they'll penalize you more and put you in prison for longer and longer. I mean, I'll, I'll just Wait, tell you, you one so story. If you put a photo on social media, like you put someone on someone who Facebook. died, and they'll be like, you're sharing a martyr and inciting people to like commit suicide like on behalf of Palestinians, you go to jail. And, and they put them in jail. There's... 99.7% conviction rate. Kids are tortured. Kids are in prison. It is absolutely insane. We went to the first day that we were there. We went to a funeral of some guy, some farmer who was shot by Israeli forces. And we went to the funeral. It was horrible. You know, all the women are wailing and crying. And as we're leaving, the Israeli forces had set up a checkpoint right outside of this dude's house and started tear gassing and shooting rubber bullets like at people who were simply attending the funeral. Just Right. Just like I told you from Shireen Abu Abukleh. I mean, it's the same thing. This is vitriol. This is absolute merciless attack on people that are suffering because, I don't know, you want to make them suffer more? I mean, I can't speak to what's in their minds, but there's no misunderstanding that. To punish people for attending the funeral. Um, we went to another girl's house named Aya, who's, uh, who got shot in the vagina for peacefully protesting at some protest and they shot two they should they shot 200 people that day one guy next to her died another guy was paralyzed they have a policy called shoot to cripple where they shoot guys in the dicks yeah it is fucking nuts man the west bank is no joke i thought that i was going to die several times we were at this checkpoint going through calandia and there was this old man walking like clearly drunk or something and kind of like walking a little bit toward the check but they started shooting at him bullets are ricocheting off the thing and I, you know, my partner, Mike, who was an invading soldier of Iraq, was just like, we're going to die. Like, they're shooting this guy. There's bullets ricocheting. I, it was absolutely insane. And as we go through the checkpoint, the soldier's like, hey, stay safe out there. And I was like, yeah, when you guys are arbitrarily shooting people. And, and the person who was driving us had just told us that a couple months prior to that, some woman, Palestinian woman, because you can't go to Jerusalem, like if you're Palestinian, there's like barely any Palestinians who are even allowed to go pray at the most holy site, the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem. You can't go to the beach. You're just completely constricted in a prison and you can't travel. And and he was just telling us that months before we went through this checkpoint, someone was going through the checkpoint because they got a permit to go into Jerusalem, which is like a lifetime golden ticket, like Willy Wonka. And they're walking and they get, and she just got executed. And then, what? yeah, she just got executed and she was bleeding out at this checkpoint and her little brother tried to help her and they shot him too. And they're like hiding the video of this. And this is just a day because they fucking hate Palestinians and Palestinians are, are animals to these people. It's sick, man. It's sick. It's really, really sick, Joe. And I, I couldn't even get into Gaza. We were banned from going into this territory because I was told by the Israeli government that I was a propagandist and that I was like an enemy agent. And so I wasn't allowed to go into Gaza. So Gaza's hell, but the West Bank is a, in, under martial law and everything's illegal and you can't do a goddamn thing. And, and it's super cool. Like we went to this place called Ramallah that was just like um, Oakland where they're smoking weed. There's like openly gay people there. Like it's just completely different than what people think of Palestine, you know.
people think of it as just a bunch of people with turbans on blowing themselves and up. Hamas is like you yeah. know you elected Hamas and like well Hamas doesn't want Israel to exist it's like well actually Hamas is controlling this one area for a reason because it was built as this surplus when Israel was created millions of refugees were put miles away from the homes that they were ethnically cleansed from and put into refugee camps in Gaza and when the Israeli military wanted more and more land by the way all settlements in Israel are illegal all of them are illegal in the West Bank, but they just keep creating more and more and more. And we would go to these villages of just Arab people living in these villages, and the settlers will come. You have to be a fanatical fucking asshole to move from California to an Arab village in Palestine and set up a goddamn tractor trailer and just live on top of their home. And they can have them... You know, giant machine guns. They can firebomb you. They can shoot you. They can beat you up. They're protected by the state. You can go with a tractor trailer, set up a home. The state immediately runs a water line, a power line, and, and a military outpost. Exactly. Because you are an Israeli settler, even though it's illegal. But people in the West Bank who are right next to, who are even part of the same area, just don't get the same treatment. How do you see that as anything other than apartheid and racist? It is, as every human rights, rocks in the, human rights group in the world is making clear, but they'll just tell you you're racist for pointing that out. Protect you. And the Arabs are just sitting there waiting to get killed or attacked. It's absolutely insane. And the, the way home demolitions work are insane, too, because like they either deliver a piece of paper with a rock over it, and they're like, here, if you find it, good for you and if you don't then you're screwed and that's if you're lucky if you're not lucky you'll just your home will be invaded by settlers and you'll be forced out of your home there's videos of this all over the internet of like groups of settlers going and literally taking over arabs homes and then right and then what if if you do happen to see the notice what they do is you have to either you have to take and tear down your own house or they'll do it and charge you for it easy to look up i just are forced out it's crazy man it's it's completely way crazier than i ever could have imagined how long were you over there for a month whoa yeah yeah and we were you know we were simply and people want to quabble about like oh it's not apartheid there are different fucking license plates for arabs and jews like you cannot go to areas like israeli soldiers were arbitrarily set up checkpoints and just shut you out of your neighborhood and force you to walk three miles to your home like they can do whatever they want because you are under martial law Incredible. I reckon the link to the full video is there. You should definitely check it out. I'm going to include a couple of things from her as well. Here is, before we get to that, here is, of course, on YouTube, Gaza Fights for Freedom, full documentary. You have to sign in because it may be inappropriate, right? I mean, think about how dumb that is. Now, there's just as much things you'll you see. All, all the things you'll see on there are being publicly play, posted all over YouTube right now from one side of the conversation. It's being allowed everywhere. But, of course, you post anything. As I, by the way, prove with one of my last videos. I went live the other day on YouTube, and I w it would not show the image unless I removed the Palestinian image. I had images of an Israeli, Israeli graphic image, and I had a Palestinian graphic image. And until I removed the Palestinian one, they would not let me use the image. You guys saw it. I showed you when we went live. Think about how ridiculous that is, how uh, completely one-sided that is. Now, here on the Electronic Intifada, where you should probably watch it or any other place other than YouTube, here is the full video you can watch for yourself. It's very much worth your time. I was honored to see this at the, at the premiere, and it was outstanding. I mean, outstanding. It'll make you lose sleep, but it's worth understanding the true picture of what they're actually fighting for. 
And by the way, in case you were wondering, it is very clearly documented. Israel is an apartheid state per Amnesty, per Human Rights Watch, per Betselem, which is an in, is in, um, which is an uh, Israeli human rights group. What, did we just lose? <laughs> did YouTube just cut out just as we were going live? Let's see. Or just as we were talking about YouTube, I mean. That'd be hilarious. No, it looks like we're still live. Everyone in the chat saying we might have lost it. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. I got to show you guys this just because this is hilarious. So literally, as we're talking about the contradictions of YouTube. Oh, wait, nope. It just came back. That's that's interesting. So I don't know what that was. Just for you guys, I'm not going to be able to show you now because it just came back. But it was saying on the stream, stream was cut due to a violation. That's what it literally said on the screen. I should have taken a screenshot, but now it's back. So that's interesting. I wonder what they even wanted to cut out the part where I was exposing what YouTube was doing. Uh, God, it's just so manipulative today, I tell you. All right, let's get back to it. I only have a little bit more to go over today. All right, so this part I think is important to make sure we don't miss. Uh, Miriam points this out. That's where I saw it first. Thank you for posting this. Here's the original tweet. I'll show you next. Palestinian-American child holding a passport insured and his sister killed in Israeli bombing in Gaza. In video, he says he was by by the uh, broader trying to border trying to get out. Try, oh, you know what? I can't. Did I really just completely misread that the first time I was looking at this? I'm going to have to update that and put an asterisk. I think I wrote that he was killed and it was his sister who was killed. Either way, we're talking about the same point. That's frustrating. Yeah, dang it. Well, in any case, see, there's your example right there. Mistakes happen without meaning to do so. But anyway, the point is the same. <clears throat> The Palestinian-American child, along with, uh, what, 400 to 600 other Americans, citizens or not, that are in Gaza, why doesn't the government care about that? I don't understand. I mean, I do, but I don't understand why nobody else in the corporate media can't make this point. And again, I think we know why, but think about how obvious that is. He was at the border trying to get out. He tried to reach the U.S. Embassy, but no one could help him, and his sister is dead. Excuse me. Here's the original tweet. A Palestinian with an American citizenship. You can see his passport. You can even see his damn number. But guess guess who doesn't care about this American citizen? Joe Biden. Or, for that matter, Trump, if he was in power. Because Israel is going to be the thing they side with in any sense. As they've told you, roundly, no matter what. As Biden said before, if there wasn't an Israel, we'd have to create one to protect her interests, as he says. God, that makes me mad. I'm not, I don't know how I misread that. Hmm, frustrating. In any case, my point in general is to recognize that there are American citizens in Israel and in Palestine, in Gaza, right? And the important thing is that only one side is being discussed. We had a running tally in Israel, but nobody was mentioning that, even though those people were reaching out to the U.S. Embassy, and it was the U.S. Embassy that made it clear that there was up between 400 and 600 American citizens. And nobody made a peep about that. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. There are people in the State Department, people in Israel, as, as you just heard Abby Martin mention, 
who are now being arrested for simply having an opinion, you know, in the only supposed democracy, right? In the Middle East, even though they pretend that they're part of the West when they want to. State Department official has resigned over Biden administration's handling of the Israeli-Hamas conflict. Per CNN, this is from local Channel 3 News, but it's per CNN. John Josh Paul, who said he was has worked in the Bureau of Political Military Affairs for more than 11 years, said in his LinkedIn post that he resigned, quote, due to a policy disagreement concerning our continued lethal assistance in Israel. That is very clear. Let me be clear, he says, even more so. Hamas attack on Israel was not just a monstrosity. It was a monstrosity of monstrosities. I also believe that potential escalations by Iran-linked groups like Hezbollah or Iran itself would be a further cynical exploitation of the existing tragedy. But I believe to the core of my soul, he goes on, that the response Israel is taking and with it, the American support both for that response and for the status quo of the occupation being an illegal occupation will only lead to more and deeper suffering for both the Israeli and Palestinian people and is not in the long-term American interest. It's very, very soft walk. The point is the same thing I keep showing you. You can come out and condemn everything that happened in Israel, condemn Hamas, Taylor terrorist group. And then if you even elude to the fact that a bad thing is happening over here that is unjust, you are an anti-Semite racist terrorist supporting maniac. How does that not show you how completely broken this is? How completely exposed one side is in all this? They are so desperate to hide what they're doing that they will attack people that are even in support of them who are just simply going, whoa, let's just be tactful about this. Let's not just murder anybody in Gaza. Oh, you're a terrorist. You're a racist. This guy resigned his position at the State Department because he's watching as the U.S. government blindly supports genocide. As he feels what happened in Israel by Hamas was a monstrosity and should be condemned. He goes on to say the administration's response and much of Congress's as well is an impulsive reaction built on confirmation bias, political convenience, intellectual bankruptcy, and bureaucratic inertia. That is to say, it is immensely disappointing and entirely unsurprising. Decades of the same approach have shown that security for peace leads to neither security nor to peace. It's the same concept as, you know, peace through strength, like the idea that war is going to develop. It's not, these are people lying about what they ultimately want because what they want seems to be war. The fact is, he goes on, blind support for one side, he means Israel here, guys, is destructive in the long term to the interest of the people on both sides. Now, you could take that both ways too. Same thing. If you only support the idea, like if you support the idea that Israeli civilians should be killed and you only support one side in the narrative and not the civilians on both, then that's the point. And I've been saying that from day one, even if you think I'm biased in one way or the other, which everybody has. That's all that truly matters to me is that civilians are protected and that the people waging their wars of on civilians for their own benefit get exposed for what they're doing. Now, here's what's really disgusting to me. I'll show you more after this. But as we're watching all that we just saw, as we're watching even people in the government go, you know what? This is too much. Here is what this completely unelected bureaucrat globalist wants you to think, who does not have any real foreign policy ability, yet speaks actively about foreign policy. Ursula von der Leyen says, Hamas terror is now bringing immense suffering to the Palestinian people. Think about that disgusting statement. So what they did in Israel is now bringing suffering to them? No. 
the, the Israeli government is doing that because of what happened there. That's the truth. And obviously, this is, this is like arguing that guns kill people. It's stupid. Obviously, it's the person using the tool, right? So you can't pretend that this is, you're hitting, you know, stop hitting yourself kind of a game. They're not doing that. You're doing that. Yes, what Hamas did was disgusting. To then justify a genocide is equally, if not far more disgusting. There is no contradiction, she says, in standing in solidarity with Israel and acting for the humanitarian needs of Palestinians. Oh, so we'll just box out the part where Palestinians are being murdered. I got it. So only two things happening are support Israel or they need help and aid. These people are, I mean, they're villains, guys. To actively stand on that line right now means you are either okay or in support of genocide or at the very least willing to hide it for your political interests. Now, guess what? It's not just people in the State Department. Dan Cohen points this out. An Israeli member of the Knesset, Offer Kasif, has been banned. Banned by the Knesset Ethics Committee from Knesset sessions and meetings for 45 days. The ban was decided after a series of critical interviews with foreign media, in which Kasif accused the Israeli government of committing a massacre in Gaza. Of course. You're not allowed to be in the government and have a different opinion, of course, because that wouldn't be government, right? You're not allowed to think for yourself. What do we think this is, a democracy? Or I shouldn't even say that because I don't believe that's what it means, but that's what they would want you to think, right? I mean, just think about how this is the kind of thing is acting like you care about free speech and then attacking newspapers or shutting down people that say things you don't agree with and go, but free speech because they're liars. You're just playing a game. You don't believe in any of it. But this is, it gets even crazier because what he actually said is the same point we're making. Not only one side, same thing the State Department guy said. Hamas is terrible, it is disgusting, and they should be condemned. But civilians matter in Gaza. Fired! Has to show you something, guys. Here's what he actually said. The Ethics Committee's decision is another nail in the coffin of freedom of political expression in Israel. That's in regard to him. In each of his interviews, one of which with Dan Cohen, which is down here, that's why this he's being reported on, he says in each of those, I strongly and bluntly condemned of and expressed my deep disgust at the criminal massacres by Hamas. You see, you're not allowed to have both opinions. You can't, if you care for civilians on every side and, and, and Israel will attack you. Now, all that has to show you is they only care about one side. And there's not only Hamas on the other side. There are an entire civilization of civilians predominantly. So that's all we're pointing out here is that if you dare to care about any civilians outside of the Israeli conversation, you're now a terror supporting anti-Semite and you'll get fired from your position. How do we miss what that shows us? My political statements, he goes on, against the occupation and war are not statements against the state of Israel since peace and justice also serve it and its citizens. You see the difference? This government does not want that, just like our U.S. government does not. He just happens to be the anomaly, the one who cares about people and they're boxing him out. All Israelis are severely ha harmed, he says, by the everlasting bloodshed and the narrowing of the democratic space. The Israeli government is indeed carrying out a massacre in Gaza and wished for war and violence to pursue its policies. That's what the Israeli people are trying to get Americans to see. They either let this happen or, or part of it. My statements are legal and legitimate political ones. My punishment, he says, is a form of political persecution. The government of atrocities is bringing a disaster upon both the people of Israel and the Palestinian people, and now also conducts a McCarthyism-style hunting campaign against critical voices within Israeli society. Just like Abby was saying years ago, 
Even in these difficult days, he says, I will not be silent and will continue to fight for the principles for the realization of which I was elected. Peace, equality, and justice for all. So my point is, and obviously he could be lying. My point is, though, that there are people like this in this situation. And it's just not all just always the one thing. It's not just all these really government. There are different people that feel differently, but there's usually the, the ruling faction. So just realize that even in our government or anywhere else. I mean, I'm jaded as hell about our government, clearly. But in general, we just got to hold – don't question everybody all the time. But always hope somebody might show you – like that's, that's the point I made about Trump and anybody else. I don't believe for a second what they thought of him was true, but I always hope they were right. Why wouldn't we? Shouldn't we hope that we're wrong and that they are the people that they tell – I mean, obviously. That's my point here. There's people like this exist. As much as they're becoming unicorns, I think we need to realize there are the occasional person, people that want to better the situation. Maybe even if that's for their own benefit, still they want the, it happens to align with the interests of the people, which is rare. But here's the interview with him where he, he warned in this interview that fascist Netanyahu was preparing to launch a civil war against both Jewish and Palestinian opponents of his regime. How, how long have I been telling you this? Attacking the Orthodox Jews, attacking anybody that did not go along with the narrative, regardless of your religion or your ethnicity. This gets even crazier, right? This is from Forward, a Jewish independent nonprofit from October 18th, yesterday. Dozens of Israelis arrested. Why? For social media posts defending Gaza. You're not even allowed to defend civilians anymore. In Israel, as long as they're Palestinian, or never maybe, I think we need to realize what's always been going on. At least a hundred Israelis, a hundred, have been arrested simply for posting on social media that supports Palestinians in Gaza. Not Hamas, guys, civilians in Gaza. And 70 of these people, 70 of them, remain in detention. They haven't been charged with a crime. You know what that's called? The Palestinian treatment. According to this legal advocacy group in the country, Adala, which represents Arab Israelis in human rights cases, said the arrests are part of an unprecedented crackdown on freedom of expression in Israel. Now, realize there are Palestinians or rather, or rather Arabs that are Israelis. There are Jews that are Israelis. And then I'm, there's a smattering of other entities that are also Israelis citizens. Right. So the point is, just like I said before, it's not just all Jewish people in Israel. Now, the, the point is that obviously Arab even Palest- even Israelis with citizenships are, are treated as secondary citizens. That's, as Avi was pointing out, that's the apartheid. But this is both Arab Pal- Israelis and Israeli Jews. Anybody who is speaking about this right now and saying, what you're doing to Gaza is wrong, they're getting attacked for it. I'm going to make this point even more clear in a second. It says, quote, we're seeing things we didn't see before. Adi Mansour, an attorney in the civil rights unit, points out, Quote, there is a change in the perception of what is allowed and what is prevented. Oh, is that how laws work? The government just decides to change in the, in the moment? And just, no, that's how an authoritarian country works. They just decide that we don't like that. We're going to crack down on it. Police arrested Dala Abu Amne, a prominent Palestinian Israeli singer, for incitement after her social media team posted a Palestinian flag with the caption, there is no victor but God. Think about that, guys. So the Palestinian flag, which is near outlawed in Israel anyway, there is no victor but God. So now just simply saying that, that only God wins, not, not the Israelis. Oh, you're, you're racist. Arrest her. This is what's going on. 
Mansoor said that others were arrested for posts that simply consisted of Quran verses, prayers for the people of Gaza, and political analysis of the Israeli military operations. Those are independent things. I'm sure plenty of people will go, yeah, Quran, bad guy, because they're wildly ignorant about it. But prayers for the people of Gaza, simply saying, we hope civilians don't get killed, arrest them. Yes, that's happening. Or analyzing what Israel's, Israel's military is doing and saying, well, that's dangerous and that's bad. Go, you're arrested. Democracy. He said that so far, nobody had been charged by the prosecutors, which makes it even worse, guys. The police had held many of them for several days. And the point is, 70 of them are currently still in detention right now. You're being held without charge, in, it, seemingly indefinitely when they decide to let you go because of a post on social media. I mean, let's not pretend this is democracy, guys. This is authoritarianism. But we need to realize this is the kind of thing that's always been going on to Palestinians. Quote, in all cases, their phones are taken. There is no probability that they will sabotage the investigation because there are no witnesses. The only question is the legal one. Is this incitement or not? And despite this, ju the judges are giving the green light to extend the arrest, meaning keep them detained without charge. Abdallah has also been, the lawyer has also been working on the cases of 70 university students, different topic, who are facing suspension or disciplinary action from their schools over social media posts simply taking place since October 7th. Get this. Mansoor said in one case, a student is facing disciplinary discipline for posting about a family celebration that had nothing to do with the whole thing. A person, it says, quote, a person was celebrating the engagement of her sister, but because she posted the picture on the same day, October 7th, she's now facing disciplinary process under the argument that, well, she celebrated on the wrong day. Does that sound like a democracy or even a like a forward-thinking society, like a government? You're not allowed to celebrate your own celebration, in your family celebration of their engagement because what happened? As it says here, you're that means you're celebrating the death of of Jewish Israelis. Hardly. Quote: Anyone who wishes to show solidarity and support Gaza is invited to board the buses heading there now. Says the person arresting people for posting on social media. You're not allowed to have that opinion, is the point. <laughs> Let's not pretend like this is anything other than exactly what it looks like. An authoritarian society that is cracking down because people care about civilians on the other side. Well, here's something Ben Shapiro said. First of all, this person, who is at least claiming to be Jewish, I don't mean any slight by that. I just don't know people. So who knows what they actually are? People lie about being doctors all the time. But the point is, this person saying, ninth generation, Jerusalem born. These are not my people. Well, they're Jewish. What's wrong? Oh, I see. Jews say ceasefire now. Oh, I see. So suddenly you hate Jews if they just don't agree that we should kill Gazan people. Okay, that makes sense. Or not. Makes you a disgusting hypocrite. Well, here's what Ben said, too. Useful idiots for Hamas. Plus, these trash people. These are, these are Jewish people. Don't know how to wear a talit. That's the, the kind of shawl over your shoulders. They look like Nancy Pelosi in cloth. So now you're personally attacking these people, calling them trash, and, and even insulting the way that they wear their garments. 
Why? Because they have a different opinion, Ben? Are you that not? Are you? You're clearly an objective journalist, right? Gosh, dang it. These people are ridiculous, man. Well, here is another uh, Jewish poster, Yitz Friedman. Breaking. You may have noticed these Jewish-looking people, clearly kind of insinuating that that's not the case, I guess, even though they even go on to prove that they are, that joined the pro-Hamas mob. No, it was pro-Palestinian. You guys can't even be honest for one second about this. And I mean, anybody trying to frame this, that was a one-sided narrative, not only Jewish people, mob that took over a congressional office building's rotunda. They joined the likes of Rashida Tlaib, who is still repeating the debunked lie that Israel bombed a hospital. No, no, Israel did bomb a hospital. And you're lying about that still. Oh, are we only pretending that the Al-Ali hospital was bombed? No, there was 20 other hospitals bombed, by the way. But yes, they also did bomb the Al-Ali hospital. But this is the kind of dishonest framing you're getting. Now realize, just because we're talking about the location being bombed and saying they bombed that hospital does not mean that it has to be the building was destroyed. That's one of the things that they're lying. The point is that the bombing took place in the hospital area where people were being treated and it killed a lot of people. What else would you call that but bombing that hospital? But it says, but who are these people? Well, we, they claim we just exposed them. Well, let's look at what they mean. Breaking. <laughs> this is coming from American Accountability Foundation. A team of investigators working nonstop to expose the left's secrets. <laughs> okay. Anybody who's in a two-party illusion is probably ridiculous and holds Biden accountable. Well, here's what it says. Among the pro-Palestinian mob occupying the Cannon Rotunda in the Capitol Hill, demanding Israel not seek justice for the murder of 1400 Jews. Oh, is that what they're doing? No, no. They're asking for a ceasefire on civilians. You guys can't be honest for 10 seconds. They're not demanding no justice. For, they're literally asking for the opposite. They're asking for due process. Now, God forbid you democracy, right? They say as a group dressed in things associated with Judaism. I mean, my God, think about how insulting that is. These are Jews, guys. Even their own points make that clear. But they're simply going with it, pretending because they don't think what we think. Isn't that sort of racist? Isn't that sort of like the whole extremist kind of thing we're talking about? It is. Wearing t-shirts that say not in our name. Well, guess what? First, the first one, the first one they break down. Meet Alyssa Wise. A rabbi, in quotes, who is a rabbi, who is a deputy director for the Jewish Voice for Peace. Oh, I see. So because they're an entity of Jews who call for peace, they're apparently not real Jews? Well, isn't that sort of claiming that all Jews want war? I don't agree with that, but that's pretty, a pretty interesting statement, isn't it? Here's a couple of their tweets, which, of course, all they're trying to point out is that they support Palestine. And that makes them bad guys, apparently. Meet David Basor. It's unclear why he's blowing a, shuf- a shufar, which I'm not familiar with, but I'm assuming it's an Israeli, or excuse me, a, a Jewish uh, what you, uh, religious artifact or whatever you would call it, like a, you know, a yarmulke or whatever, you know, one of these things that go along with what's going on there or in a Christian sense, like a, I guess, even just a cross or I'm trying to think of something that would relate in the Christian side of it. I don't know. I'm quite out, frankly, I'm not a big organized religion guy either. I am a Christian, but I classically do not like organized religion. I mean, that my point being is I don't go along with the structure, a lot of that stuff. I did grow up with the Catholic side of things to a degree. Anyway, my point is what he's saying is that my point, I guess, was that I don't know what that is, but the unclear why he's blowing this, but it says he believes 
that the the phrase never again, a phrase used in remembrance of the Holocaust, means that Israel's defensive actions against Palestinian terrorism must be spoken out against. Okay, so what point are you claiming, are you exposing them at all? At what point are you exposing that they're not Jewish, as you claim to, as all of you seem to suggest with your quotes and your, they think they're where and what they look like. Think about how insulting that is. Shofar, I guess it's pronounced. I mean, what are you trying to claim here? That because they don't do things the way you do, that they're not Jewish? I mean, think about how racist and bigoted that is. According to his, his congregation, well, clearly then he's a rabbi. During the course of his rabbinate, Rabbi Brandt became an increasingly vocal activist for the justice and human rights, particularly of Israel and Palestine. I get it. Okay, so anybody who cares about the Palestinian people, not Hamas, but the civilians and the, the plight that they're suffering under, which is fighting for their own freedom, apparently isn't Jewish. Like, I just can't stress how gross that is. Like, these people are disgusting. Wait a minute. Did it really not just go back? That is so weird. Oh, wait. Oh, never mind. I thought I had it right there. Okay, so leave, leave them there. Here's where it gets more interesting. Well, oh, same one. Just these are not my people. Who, well, they're Jewish. I just can't, I just, I mean, I swear, somebody who is in the community, who is, I mean, like a rabbi should make a video about this and expose how disgusting this is. Like if this was in any other context, they would call this person a, a, a self-hating Jew or whatever they, they think about that. But of course, they're the ones boxing out people who want peace. And I mean, same with the Torah, the Torah Judaism group that's in London and the UK or in London and New York and in Israel and all around the world who actively speaks up and says Zionism is not Judaism. And they just simply attack them for it. I just like it's incredible to me. Well, here's the main point. Remember what this is what he said. Useful idiots for Hamas. Now, he's the one telling us that we're attacking Jews everywhere, right? He called these people trash, insulted the way they wore their garments. Well, I said... Ben Shapiro attacks and denigrates the Jews protesting below who dare to simply call for a ceasefire. Since they apparently care about the over a thousand children who've been killed in Gaza, he feels this for simply disagreeing with his belligerent stance. He needs to be called out for that. That is disgraceful, and I think he's exposed himself very clearly. Interestingly enough, this person follows up after I post that and says, I just canceled my Daily Wire sub and started a recurring donation to T-Lab instead. Facts and logic actually mean something and more important than just the slogan for the Daily Wire. Guys, I'm telling you. Oh, and I think that was my point before. See, th this is so funny. This is something that Jackson Hinkle pointed out. He, this is they, they have like basically Jackson Hinkle was doing basically ratioing him with one of his posts where he was clearly wrong. And then within the next 45 minutes after he was exposing it, all of a sudden you see that number jump like 20, like 10,000. Before I went live, guys, this was damn near identical. Suddenly within what, since we were live an hour, two hours, that's jumped up to 13.8. I find that hard to believe, quite frankly. And I, I did post under this. My point is either way, you can look at all of his posts. And you will see he's repeatedly getting ratioed by his own audience because people are not this stupid. Now here, oh, and here's one that's still the same. Good. Look at this, guys. Now, here's my point. Here he is literally attacking Jews because they don't say in the things he likes because that's okay, right? And then he says, how to bomb your own hospital and blame the Jews. Well, you should know, huh? But the point is, we already proved that they did bomb that hospital. 
They're lying about it. Watch this video. It'll make you laugh. It's really, and then remember, we go over the evidence we just showed you, and everything we just showed you contradicts what he's claiming. But my point is this, guys. 3.8 million views. Look at the ratio. 15.7 likes to 14.7 comments. Read the comments. Nobody is buying this, guys. People in his own audience, well, there's Jackson Inkle calling him out again. But you can just look at these guys. People are absolutely ripping. Oh, here, that's the point I was talking about earlier. This is from Aretz. This is a real post that came out uh, right as this started. Anyone who wants to thwart the establishment of a Palestinian state has to support bolstering Hamas and transferring money to Hamas. A direct quote from Netanyahu in March 2019. Dr. Thomas Binder pointed that out. Anyway, the point is clear. They've lost control of this, guys, and it's even their own audiences who care about human life are going, okay, you're belligerent. Now, this gets interesting. You might have seen this as well. This is the same point. People in here, Jew, the, the shoots against uh, the shirts again say Jews. Uh, what was it again? Say right there, not in our name on the front, and it says Jews say ceasefire now. Now, what's interesting? Large group of anti-Israel protesters, which it's not even what that's so stupid. The way people can't be honest about this. They're pro-Palestinian self-determination, guys. Not a Hamas flag to be seen. Nobody's going down with Israel. They're saying, and the point is, they just can't have those conversations at the same. Like, aren't they the ones saying two-state solution or pretending that's what Israel wants? So by saying Palestinian liberation does not then therefore have to mean end of Israel, especially since you pretend you want two-state solution, which would then mean they both have a state. All that ultimately shows is they're lying about all of it. They want these people gone. At this time, it says a large group of anti-Israel protesters are currently occupying the U.S. Capitol Rotunda. Oh, no, another insurrection, right? Are demanding and calling for ceasefire in Gaza as they chant while holding banners and signs. Jews cease fire now. U.S. Capitol Police have made multiple arrests as they are not allowed in the congressional building. Interesting. Let's watch that. Well, I guess you don't need to see it, but it's just the, the same thing. Just what they're chanting and so on. Oh man, so full of hate, right? Don't they just hate all Jews and hate everybody? Aren't they calling for murdering innocent people? No, they're calling for peace in a very broad way. Ceasefire. Stop killing people on all sides. But that's not enough. You can't call for that. Don't forget, even the U.S. government told their own diplomats right in the beginning, I don't even want you to use the words de-escalate. Despite that being like the most important point for a diplomat, not this time. We want this to get bad. I hope these people get wind of what, Brit, what Ben Shapiro is saying about them or any of them and make a big deal about it, right? The fact that he is literally attacking and insulting Jewish people because they hold a different opinion. And yet we're the ones he claims are attacking Jewish people. It's just disgusting. Anybody right now who's acting like Jew people in Gaza matter is being called an anti-Semite. It's just that stupid. Now here is another interesting point. This is what I want to include for this. Of course, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who sounds like Roseanne in this clip, calls a capital calls on Capitol Police to arrest Gaza protesters, calling them insurrectionists because that's it's all a cartoon, right? Like the point is, think about how stupid it is, how politically un untactful, or just it's it's a bad political move. If you're the one claiming that that was an insurrection or not an insurrection, right? In January 6th, which it wasn't, 
It's an obvious political move. We went over that explicitly, how it was very clearly an operation. My point is, for her then to very clearly call this, which is not an insurrection, an insurrection, it only makes the same point on both sides. Then it becomes, you end up making sure it's meaningless because you're just lobbing the same dumb thing back. But guys, that's your two-party illusion for you. It's not really about what you think it is. This is an insurrection. Throw these people out. What, what is happening? Be- <laughs> so stupid. The bottom line is, guys, these are people protesting. And yeah, they're, they're, they're breaking the law by doing so in a location that's supposed to be off limits, but they get arrested for that. <clears throat> I, I happen to agree with what they're protesting for, right? They're protesting for peace, for ceasefire, right? I mean, I just think it's ridiculous the way that our political game is always played. Update reports indicate that approximately 300 of them have been arrested. So lastly, on the note of ceasefire, here is where the U.S. government continues. And I think they've done it for more, at least two times now. Vetoing the ceasefire. They are calling for a ceasefire in the United Nations, and the U.S. vetoes that. That's what more mongers look like. That is what people who are actively seeking war want to have. That, that's, it's just disgusting. There's no, this is like when they tried to pass the Stop Arming Terrorist Act, and they, they voted it down. And it was the most simplistic bill I've ever seen. Simply just don't arm anybody that is on the list of terrorists. Vote down. And we all act like we don't know what that means. But here's what's really interesting, by the way. This is a clearly a, a, a post I can see. I'll even refresh it for you. Still there, right? Check this out. Or actually, it was this. Check this out. Oh my gosh, look at that. Post is unavailable. Why would that be? Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I've been running, in, running into this everywhere for the last week. I don't have time to find out what all of them are. What's interesting, though, is it's really hard to find out. No matter what I do, if you come from a different angle, you see this. This is somebody I know, so I saw their comment, and I looked, and I'm like, what do you, oh, it's, it's not there. But why would that be unavailable? It's clearly not unavailable. It's right there. That's his comment. Is that because they don't want me seeing that? I don't know. Maybe it's a glitch. My point is I keep seeing a lot of this where it's very specific content, and I don't think it's happening to everyone the same way. I, I maintain, like I said before, this is a very surreptitious kind of channeling of your awareness to get you. It, I think we're being algorithmically manipulated, like machine learning kind of stuff where they're, if you subtly over the process of, I don't know, a year, 10 years, that you'll literally end up controlling the way people think and how what they do and what they, because you are selectively moving people in certain directions through the information. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'll tell you what, man, this is, it's very surreptitious. Very sinister. Look at that. There's a whole lot of that I saw today where I just, and the only reason I was able to find it is because somebody else sent me that this. And I just happened to go, oh, that's that tweet. And I looked at it and was like, yep, sure enough, there it is. Post unavailable. It's not a glitch, guys. We're being controlled. Oh, I had that up just in case it it didn't show up. Now, to finish six days ago, but this is, it's past 50 for sure now, but realize that even in the West Bank, Palestinians are being killed. Hamas is not there. They're not controlled the area. And yet they're killing Palestinians at a much slower rate, but also in the, in the West Bank as ro- roaming groups of settlers are just killing people in the streets, just like Abby told you. And that's been verified. It's, been, it's happening continually right now. 
It's just, they, just people just don't want to look at this stuff. Now, Jordan put out a very important point. Remember, Jordan shares in the control over the, uh, I think, Alaska, the uh, temp, uh, Al-Aqsa Mosque, but the, the Rock of the Domes, I was trying to remember to say, like Abby framed it, because the point is that they both see it as a an important r- religious kind of location. But the point is Jordan shares in control of a lot of this overlap. And But the point is, they say, the foreign minister anyway of Jordan says, we will consider any attempt to displace Palestinians from the West Bank as a declaration of war. That's interesting. Now, that hasn't seemed to have happened yet, but it kind of makes sense as what's going on in Gaza. They might just ultimately decide to get rid of all of it. And if they do, Jordan is simply claiming we will take that as a declaration of war. Yes, and Temple Mount as well. Thank you for the, from the chat. Now, Zero Hedge points out, Dome of the Rock. That's what I said, right? In case I said it wrong, it's Dome of the Rock. In any case, U.S. Embassy is now telling Americans in Lebanon to get out while you still can. I saw the post myself. Zero Hedge has written about it. By the way, can I note that I absolutely hate the new Twitter setup here? Because if you don't, if you just post the link, it used to show the image, the title, and a little bit of the information. And apparently Elon hated it. It was too noisy. So he got rid of it. That's, that was his statement. And now if you post the link, you just get this. You get an image with that. You don't even see the title. I just think we're getting dumbed down. We're getting controlled, guys. I'm telling you, it's frustrating. The point is, though, the U.S. Embassy is telling Lebanon, uh, U.S. citizens to get out of the way in Lebanon, which, you know, people remember what happened in Libya, right? There's a timing to this, and typically that seems to think it seems to show you that either they're planning action or they know Israel's planning action or they sense something coming or they want you to think something's coming. It works in a couple different ways, but it's usually not a good sign. Now, there's been drone attacks, which, by the way, is not a new thing because let's not forget U.S. government is illegally occupying Iraq. So the Iraqi military and the Iraqi civilians and the Iraqi government and, yes, also the PMU and the different groups there that are aligned with Iran but are not controlled by Iran don't want them there. It's not that hard to wrap your mind around because they kill them all the time. The the uh, the PMU, the um, suddenly blanking on the term, mobilization units, the anyway, the PMU, the point is that these are groups that are I mean, have actively been targeted by the U.S. government for any number of reasons simply because they claim Iran was responsible for something else elsewhere, which is usually not even the case in any sense. So my point is now because of what's going on, I've seen uh, reports claiming that the PMU is stating they did this because of Gaza. I wasn't able to confirm that, but I, I do believe that's likely. But here's what this says. A military base in southern Syria where U.S. troops have maintained a presence it's an illegal occupation. Let's not submit. Of course, they're unable to say that because they're not cowards, I guess. To train forces as a part of a broad campaign against the Islamic State. Oh, you mean the Islamic State that Trump will 100 percent defeated? Guys, I just spoke to somebody who still thinks that's the reality. Oh, Trump defeated them. <laughs> you, you realize that Trump said that multiple times. And then in his own administration, there was an incident where he had to fight them again. But yeah, but Trump defeated them. Right. Oh, well, let's not forget that they're also created, funded, and armed and moved and supported by the U.S. government. But, you know, fake news. Right. Ben Swan documentary, Al Qaeda documentary, James Corbett. It's undeniable. So, one, you're illegally occupying Iraq. Excuse me. In this case, we're talking about Syria. Excuse me. But the point was the reason I said Iraq, first of all, was because the PMU is Iraq, Syria. So don't let me confuse you. But the Syrian bombing we're talking about, the drone strike. The point is. You're all, you're all, we're talking about the Rukban area, the Altamf base. That you're talking about the fact, first of all, that you're illegally occupying Syria. 
and that your training force is there under the guise of fighting the Islamic State, even though you never truly did, mostly Russia and Iran, which is easily proven. So your training force is for what? Clearly not any good thing. In another foreign country while you steal wheat and oil and do and everything else you think you need. That was attacked by drones. So now that you have all the full information, are we going to pretend like this was some kind of atrocity? You have an occupying force, which means the location has the right to armed rebellion, just like with Gaza or anywhere else. The bottom line is you're the, you're the occupier and you are the one stealing from the people that, are, that can't feed themselves. And then you're going to frame this as an attack because everyone's out to kill the Israelis. That's kind of how this is being framed around the world. One drone was shot down, but another caused in minor, inju- minor injuries. What about the possibility this didn't happen? What about the possibility that this was a CIA drone or a Mossad drone? I'm not saying that's the case, but I just find it fascinating how we never allow that to be part of the conversation because it's very real. False flags, lying events even happen to justify action. But it goes on to say, well, one drone was shot down, but another caused injuries, said one of the officials, who of course spoke on a condition of anonymity, which is 99% of all the information we get from corporate media, to discuss the matter before an official announcement could be made. Now, Robert cites anonymous people from Gaza and different places every now and again. The point is, it's not the entire hinging point of his entire article. He's using information to prove to you something and then using that as a supplementary point. What you see in corporate media is anonymous guy says, and the entire story is about that. What is that? A CIA guy? Does he even exist? Point is, we don't know. And usually it ends up being resting on, it ends up resting on that one claim. But it says the attacks follow similar drone strikes over the past few days against the U.S. coalition bases in Iraq. And that's why my point got confused amid simmering anger in the region after an explosion at the Gaza hospital. Oh, okay. So they murder people in a Gaza hospital, which you refuse to admit in this, who actually fired it. And you're just going to try to conflate that with everything. It certainly, I think is related, but the idea is it's not just this. You are illegally occupying the territory and destroying both these countries. But it says the Altamp garrison in southeastern Syria is located in the sensitive juncture. So that's where it got tacked. So that adds a whole other layer to this, guys, because let's not forget, this was written by Whitney, but back when she was Mint Press News, Syria's Rukban, Altamp, that's the Rukban refugee camp, little more than a U.S.-controlled concentration camp, and the Pentagon won't let refugees leave. The people were being raped, stolen from, they didn't care. On top of that, Altam is basically a training ground for the extremists there, which we've proven a hundred times over. So they're drone bombing that area. Not only do they have a legal standing to do so, not only are they the ones being oppressed and occupied, but you're talking about the most, you're talking about a place where they're training the very people that they're going to use to attack them, the, the area. And I just think it's ridiculous. I think it's framed as anything other than what it should be, which is people responding to an occupying force. But of course, This is how the uninitiated, the uninformed will frame this. The U.S. military has intercepted two drone attacks on bases in in U.S. troops in Iraq and in Syria as well. The Iraqi militia, PMU, which is backed by Iran, not true. They're they're ideologically supported and they they do support each other. It is not simply Iran, which now you, you could use backed two different ways. What they are framing here from the U.S. narrative is that they are simply being, they're carrying out Iran's directive. It's not, I mean, it's certainly possible, but it's not just simply the static reality. Has taken credit for the attack. They also claim that they'd launched another attack. Now, what I see is people online claiming that. I I, I think that's probably the truth, but 
I think what happens too often on Twitter these days is people claim that's the proven reality, but it's just a circulating narrative that gets put out there. But it says it's obvious now that Joe Biden and his administration made this deal with Iran in an attempt to instigate war in the Middle East. Oh, really? <laughs> As I responded to that, oh, it, it's obvious, is it? Is it obvious that the, the deal he made, which was simply the returning of money that you seized from them before, is a, a, an, an instigated war in the Middle East? Like, it's just such a shockingly uninformed take. But all it is, is ex- you might as well just print the U.S. government talking points. That's what people do in the paradigm, guys. Frustrates me. But in general, to wrap up here, guys, you got German police in Berlin just simply stomping out candles for Palestinian victims of bombing in the hospital in Gaza. Why? Well, because that's terrorism support, right? Well, in many places right now, in France and Germany, that's what's happening. They're literally stepping out the candles. You're not even allowed to hold a vigil for dead civilians because that means you support terrorism. No, it doesn't. It means that these people have lost the plot. But not surprising. Orwell points out, Bolton advises a potential lone offender attacks in the United States. Counterterrorism officials work to detect homeland threats. She says, you know what they mean. Yeah, we do. You're claiming that because of what's going on there, that this is somehow going to blow back. Well, first of all, if that is a blowback, it's your fault. But that's not even what they really mean. What this is ultimately doing is a concern or opening up the door to Framing anything that happens, even if they carry it out, as somehow because of Hamas. That's all this ends up being. You, as Americans, if in, in the context or the in regard to the U.S. government framing, are the focus, guys. You are the bad guy, as Whitney's been writing about. Right? Who is a terrorist in Biden's America? Your body is the new battlefield. Now, it, I'll, I'll talk about this in a future show. But they were even just discussing the fact that they've even removed limitations for Israelis coming in with visas, giving them something like a 90 day without even need for a visa. So my point is I'm very concerned about the worry of Mossad or CIA acting in ways that drive us into more control based on things just like this. Now, Iran, specifically their foreign minister is calling for an immediate and complete embargo on the Zionist regime by Islamic countries, including oil embargo, and expelling their ambassadors. Now, what's what's interesting is this is a this is exactly what the U.S. government does. They're every thirty seconds around the world, sanctions and remove. It's all political moves, right? So this is a complete legitimate political act to embargo to you know what this is not sieging, right? Like they're doing to Gaza and stopping. This is just you claiming we are not going to allow you to get what we would sell you. Now you could argue you would mean trying to stop anybody else from doing so. Maybe that's what he means, but ultimately. I think what we're talking about is simply trying to argue like a BDS kind of a thing. Boycott, divest, and sanctions. But my point is, because Iran says it, it'll be framed as anti-Semitism and racism and uh, and terrorism. But of course, when they do it, it's because we're fighting for freedom. I hope you understand how clearly that's ridiculous. Now, from Spain, I already showed you this, but just to end in general, and multiple other countries, by the way, they're now standing up, even as U.S. allies, and calling for action and reprimand against Israel. It says history will not forgive Europe for being complicit in the genocide that Israel was carrying out against the Palestinian people. And she's made Clements the same. No one's dismissing what happened in Israel, but what's happening now to Gaza is unprecedented and cannot be allowed. We must act now. Urgency, she says. Economic sanctions and arms embargoes time to, is running out. And finally, 
Sarah says we need more of this. Spain's Minister of Social Rights, Lone Bolera, calls on the Spanish government to cut ties with Israel and impose sanctions in response to the ongoing genocide of the Gazan people. She recently called for Netanyahu to be brought in front of the International Criminal Court. I just think it's very clear how much they've lost control of this discussion, and people are finally seeing what they're really doing. The Zionist government is not your ally. Neither is your government, for that matter. But the point is, the people that suffer... All of us. The Jewish people in Israel, the Israeli citizens that are not Jews in Israel, the people that are just happen to be there that just think other, uh, different than the Zionist government, the Palestinians, obviously. Anybody around the world that pushes back against the control structure of the budding world government, you're not, you're just, you're not allowed to exist. And as they destroy you and your family, they call you the racist. They call you the terrorist. It's pretty classic. And we've seen this as long as I've been doing this. So I just hope people are beginning to see that this is not, I mean, not just this one topic. Any number of these topics, I mean, as far back as you can look, it's not what we've been told. We're always being lied to, guys, about every single thing. I mean, I'm even noticing, I mean, for a long time, but more so today than ever, I see them lying about things that don't even seem necessary. Almost just like it's such a habit. It's just such a routine policy to make sure, oh, well, maybe that data point will be be important later. So let's just lie about it now anyway. Because that's what dishonest people do. These are not people acting with your interest in mind, your government, the politicians, people like Lindsey Graham or Nancy Pelosi or anybody. They do not care about your interest. They care about using your interest to achieve their ends. We need to care about ourselves, self-responsibility, self-determination for everybody everywhere. And I mean that. Not just one side of the conversation. And if you dare to call the other side, call for it for the other side, well, then you're a terrorist. No, all of them. And anybody acting like certain people shouldn't get certain things, recognize what they're showing you. That they're the real enemy of the people. So thank you for tuning in today, guys. If you want to support this platform, as always, you a lot of ways you can do so. We have our donation platform on the website itself where you can sign up. And what I keep telling people that if you really want to support us and get others to do the same, sign up for $1 a month on a recurring donation. Never look at it again. I doubt anybody out there is going to worry about $1 a month. And the point is that ultimately that will go a long way for us. And if we get a few more thousand people doing that, we can hire more people. A few more thousand after that, get another location. Grow and grow and grow is the point. And as I told you, we're bringing on Carrie Wedler. And I've got a couple of the people that I'm, that I'm in talks with. I'm trying to make happen, but you know, we need the support to grow. And we're, you know, as I said, we're going to grow. We're going to keep doing this either way. But I know you guys want the same thing. We want to get to a point to where we don't have to worry about YouTube and different platforms that we can build our own. And, maybe, and I mean that much more than just even streaming, right? This is why I work with people like Derek Bros. It's why I work with people like Whitney Webb, you know, and, and for Derek's point, talking about the greater reset, right? Building things for the future that are different than the, la- the path they're laying out for us, not just the, the news and the journalism and, and the, the activism, even growing into something that we can defend and work for and better our future. I know we all want that. Even people pretending they're fighting for this. Other, everybody truly wants that at some level. It's time to be honest about it and be honest about what's actually happening in front of us. And fight for the people that don't have a voice. Thank you for being here, guys. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.